I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Empire. Thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole. Guess what? Will T and Ray Jeezy are in the building, but we gonna make it do what it do, man. I got a boatload of great guests today, so I'm gonna make it rock and. Pretty much most of this show, I know everybody peeped, the, you know, have, for a while has been listening to the new Nas and doing breaks. We're going to be listening to the new Nas. We're going to have a good time. We're going to celebrate. We're just going we gonna to do what it do. All right. Again, uh, also, the urban sports scene is part of Ampire Media. That's Ampire Media. And you can catch it at AmpireMedia.com. Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows such as the John Kahn Report hosted by ESPN Washington football team insider John Kahn and Jones football hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeart and iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts. Just search the urban sports scene. Uh, this, this show can be found on Podcast DC, the new local app with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content. Also, this is a mouthful. I know I'm, I'm doing a lot right now. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Usually, Ray reads that part off and... Well, he's not here, so I have to read all of it off. And Will T is not here, so he would usually say, let's get into our tradition. The pregame, here's what we have on tap. We'll recap the Washington football team's preseason game against the Cincinnati Bengals and their final preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens. Host of the Breakdown Podcast, Dujanae Bland will join the show. He's going he's gonna to be new to the show, so make sure y'all welcome him on properly at 8.30. As part of our DMV PG Baller Series, we will have former NBA foot, forward and 2001 All-Met Baller out of Eleanor Roosevelt High School. You know, that's my high school. Uh, Eddie Baston on the show at, eight, at 9 o'clock. Host of the Above the Rim podcast, Just Blaze, will be on to talk about the newly released NBA schedule. Finally, we'll talk about WBA welterweight champ. Your Dort, your Dennis, excuse me, your Dennis Ugas retaining his belt by defeating Manny Pacquiao by unanimous decision. Boxing expert Johnny Signorella will be on the show to discuss that as well. That hurt me that Pac-Man lost. You know, y'all know Pac-Man's my dude. Uh, anyway, right now, I have host 
of the break host me host of the sports journeys breakdown podcast Dujane Bland on the show what's up Dujane and welcome to the urban sports scene Man, what's going on, brother? Glad um, to be here with you uh, on the show, man. Man, I'm glad to have you on, man. You know, I said it. I mean, I know we talked prior about getting you on earlier, so I'm glad we finally can make this happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so before we get into, like, you know, talking about the Washington football team, um, can you let, tell our listeners about your podcast? Well, break down with myself, uh, and as you call, as you guys call her, Mrs. Park. <laughs> um, we call her the boss. We call her the boss over there. Um, we talk everything Washington football team, mm-hmm. uh, Washington, uh, Wizards, Mystics. Um, we talk a little, uh, New Orleans Saints and just roughly big topics. Some things that mm-hmm. may be grinding our gears a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, things like the NFL, COVID. Uh, rules changes and things like that. Mm-hmm. We try to hit on those things, give our thoughts and opinions and, and on those things. And, uh, you know, just like to have a good time, man. And, uh, she really makes the show better. So, you know, I'm just along for the ride, but, uh, it's a pleasure having her with me. Um, as I started the second leg of the journey, uh, with the breakdown. So, awesome. uh, it's been fun, man. Awesome. Awesome. And dude, Janae, I, I do love that you give her a hard time, you know, can you be a Lakers fan? Cause I, I listened to the last show. And uh, I like how, you know, you, you pretty much told her, like, you know, but when, when Melo came and all, you know, and, and Russ, how, you know, you, you know, you, she had to feel it. She had to feel it that day. <laughs> Absolutely. You had to. I mean, you know, in my best, in my best Magic Johnson voice, you know what I'm saying? It's Lakers, baby. It's Lakers all day, baby. <laughs> Gotta be like Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, man. But let's talk about the Washington football team. Last Friday, the Washington football team defeated the Cincinnati Bengals 17-13 in the preseason game. What were your thoughts um, in their with their performance? You know, um, I thought the offense was a little off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Fitzmagic didn't have the, the magic going on. He missed a couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't look as sharp as the week before. Yeah. Um, also, as we talked about, um, I, I don't. I think it's not all on the quarterback. Um, I think some of that is, you know, obviously, you know, they don't want to show everything, but it's just funny to me how we've seen, we're seeing the same things over and over again. And we can deny it. Fans can deny it. Oh, it's just preseason. Uh-huh. But you know what? It, one time is a coincidence. Two times it might be a habit. And three times, you know, it's, it's one of these things that it's 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 one of these things where it's a it's a everyday occurrence, uh-huh. and we've seen this all the time that these team this team has had issues with inside. Once they get in that red zone, they yeah. can't seem to punch it in. Now, is this the the offense can't have guys like Alex Smith, uh, you know, who who are known for doing halfway, uh, you know, good job uh-huh. as far as making sure he's finding his guys and, and it'd be the quarterback's problem. Yeah. Starting to think it's the, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, defensively, them jokers are balling. And quite frankly, I'm like, look, who are your Jets guys? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, let's not, <laughs> let's not peek out in preseason now. Come on now. Let's go on and reel that back in and save that for week one and, mm-hmm. and let's kick off the season with a bang and carry it through. Uh, but they look like they're a midseason form and that, that's fun to watch and that's going to be their catalyst as they start, uh, you know, weeks one through four in that first quarter of the season. Yeah, I, I agree with you, though. It's it's you, it gets to a point where and I know it's preseason. That's going to be the talk around town like, oh, you know, it's preseason. So, 
you can't expect so much out of the offense. So and so you're gonna go back and say, well, let we can't like blame Scott Turner, but it go it goes back to a pattern though, right? So you know Fitzpatrick right. in game one. Or even a little bit of game two, like the, the in the offense, they would move the ball the length of the field, but they just couldn't close it out to score a touchdown. And that's the thing that we saw last right. season with Alex Smith, and we saw in the preseason. And any, you know, just as fans, I'm in speaking of fans, you just want to see something different within the offense. And from what we saw in the first two games, you know, we were impressed by Fitz, like you said, in the, in the with his pattern. I mean, with his uh, rhythm. Um, in the first game and in the second game, um, he was, he was, he was off. He wasn't as good as he was in the first game, but they didn't move the ball, you know, to the, they moved the ball to the red zone and again, couldn't score, couldn't finish the drive. And that's the thing that you kind of want to see change. You want to see, if anything, finish the drive. We're not even asking him to look the cleanest in the world, but just finish drives. Absolutely. You know, it, it has to happen. Um, and, and like, like I, I, I just can no longer ignore it mm-hmm. uh, in the preseason anymore. We, yeah. We've chalked it up to not counting, but it's funny how these things continue to like seep right into the regular season yeah. and we're watching the same stuff. Yeah. There ain't no more vanilla now. And yeah. I'm sorry. I, we, can, we can sit up here and, and maybe give Scott Turner a little bit of a break in the preseason, but I'm telling you, he got two weeks yeah. with me. And, and likely, if I see the same thing in week one, I don't want to hear any excuses, but it, it could be kind of looked at as their fourth preseason game possibly, yeah. but they need to be prepared, obviously, but I, I'll give them a break in week one, but week two, if we still see in the same, same stuff, it's time to start talking about the offensive coordinator and oh. his abilities to get this offense moving, especially scoring points, because if they're not scoring points, you're really doing the defense a major disservice I agree. Uh, because you can tell that they're going to be getting the, the ball for the the offense on a quite regular occurrence, especially yeah. if, if guys on the, the opposing team are making mistakes. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that we kind of, you know, a lot of people, again, I'm, I'm just going to, because I'm, when I'm on social media, folks are like, you're too hard on Scott Turner and this, that, and the other. And I guess my question to people when they're judging Scott Turner is like, what's the ceiling? Like, what is the ceiling with Scott Turner? Because I'm a firm believer in when you, co- when you have a genius play caller, right, you know it off the bat. Like, you know, he's that dude. Like, you don't even, it's not even like, oh, he's, he's new to the play, to play calling. It's just something about a play caller that they just have it, right? They, it's not just, not to say they're going to be perfect, but in terms of the, um, the creativity, what they can do with less talent, like, it, you just know. For instance, prime example, um, like Mike Martz. And I'm going back with the Rams and whatnot, right? But Mike Martz, as a play caller, you can, you can darn near put any quarterback back there and he can make you look like a, like a, a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. And you may not have the skills to be one, but he can make you look at it. Look what he did with Warner, Bolger, Bolger and, and other folks that just kind of, he, that just played the system. So I'm just saying that, like, again, what's the ceiling with Scott Turner? Like, I know everybody gets hyped because he's North, North Turner's son, but what's the ceiling? Is he, are we calling him, an offensive genius or are we just saying he's he's capable right you know i mean look at john daniels for an example mm-hmm. um he made guys like ryan mallet yes look like uh, i mean he got them paid let's yes put it that way. that's true he got them paid uh-huh. they went other places and couldn't and looked like they couldn't even uh hit the broad side of a barn uh-huh. um very good know, point they, they couldn't they couldn't hang uh but he made guys look good yes and um you know, that's that's the kind of coordinators you need. And, and when you have guys, I mean, 
I know people will sit up here and knock it, but all you got to do is go back and look at his last four years. I think his highest interception total was like 12 or 13 interceptions. Yeah. He's held about a 60-some percent passer rating. Um, and they, when he was in and when he had the opportunity to play, they balled out and he won a lot of games. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously in most of those cases, he didn't get a chance to finish because there was a younger quarterback, quarterback behind you know him, yeah. but you know it, it, he's going to have those games. But for most, for the most part, like I, I just like the fact that the guy doesn't care. Yeah, and um, you know he can make plays, but you got to give him an opportunity to make plays. And I feel like you know I, if you want to call it preseason, fine, but you got to make your offense feel good and be able to leave on a positive note. I agree. And you punch the ball in and get a score. That that there's nothing like getting the ball in the end zone. It help it you know gives the offensive line confidence, gives uh-huh. the quarterback confidence, gives your receivers confidence, and uh, they kind of missed the missed the mark um, last week. I felt like they should have came back out in the second half and played until they scored. And I know that that may be crazy to some, but I mean, yeah, I, they didn't do nothing. They I, didn't do enough. I agree. I think they should have played. I think they should have played a long long enough to get some type of get a touchdown for 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 confidence and some something positive going into. The season because as chances are um, they probably won't even play the last preseason game. But anyway, you're listening to the Urban Sports Team part of Ampire Media. What that is AmpireMedia.com. Right now, I am chatting with Dujanae Bland, host of the Breakdown Podcast. All right, so for let's go on a positive tip, man. Who stood out to you? You know, on, on Friday, uh, Jared Patterson. Of course, Jared Patterson. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That guy, I'm telling you right now, you know, Peyton Barber hate life right now. He just lost his job. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I'm surprised he ain't on the cut list now. Yep. They, they must be trying to give him another chance. He got one more shot. Mm. He got one shot. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you right now, Peyton, Jared, Jared Patterson, there's no way you can leave him off this roster. Yep. Um, I, I think he's in. I think Barber's gone. Um, and you're going to have an excellent backfield. I, I like the way... He runs the ball, and not only he, – he's the guy that on that they had a, they had a third and short. Yeah. And, and you know, that's – that's gets this guy to take mm-hmm. – you got to get that first down. Yep, there. You yep. got to muscle and get that first yep, down. I, I agree. There wasn't much holes there, but, I mean, you see a bunch of backs. I think it was fourth down, too. Dujanae, I think that was fourth yeah. down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was fourth down. Mm-hmm. So you got you got guys in this league that run on kill yep. when it's fourth in inches to get that first down. And I think Patterson's a guy that can do that. Yep. Um, obviously, you want Gibson to get better in that position, but I think he provides them uh, not just a hammer, but he also can do what Gibson does, get out in the open space, mm-hmm. uh, be used in those screen uh, deals, those pitch plays. Um, he's very shifty, mm-hmm. and I really like that about him. Uh, Diami Brown, bruh. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> Cam Sims going to be coming off the bench. <laughs> and quite frankly, you know how, you know how, you uh, you talked about it too. Um, <laughs> Cam got my nerves. He lucky to be on this roster. Because if I was you, the man. dude that was that's making the cuts, he'd have been cut. <laughs> he'd hey. be in the same thing out of him every year. Yeah. Okay. But, but I'm telling you, Diami Brown, boy. Yeah. If he can get it together yeah. and couple up with Terry McLaurin, and then you got, uh, you know, uh, Curtis Samuel, you got that rotation, and you still got uh, Adam Humphreys, who I think is going to be a great slot for them. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, a great target, especially they have that chemistry, him and Fitz. 
Um, good Lord, man. I, I, I really like Diami Brown. His ability, you see how he went up and caught that ball? Yeah, man. He went up and attacked that football. He's skilled, and man. That's what Washington needs, especially in the red zone. Um, you know, I know the, the fade was a joke back in the day, <laughs> um, under, uh, said coach that I will leave name. Name is like Candyman, um, right? You gotta be making treat him like Candyman. Don't say his name five times. Exactly. Don't say his name at all. Um, I will leave him nameless, but, uh, you know, we we could actually do that now. Yeah. Um, with a guy like Diami Brown, and then if you see uh, uh, AGG gets his uh, legs underneath of him and starts to be more consistent, man, you've got a lot of a lot of ballers uh, at the wide receiver position that uh, could be a problem for opposing teams' defenses. So um, I'm really excited about that uh, mm-hmm. what they did, and obviously you you like seeing Logan Thomas uh, really becoming a nice target. He mm-hmm. kind of reminds you of what we all wanted. Um, Jeez, uh, why does his name escape me? Oh, uh, concussion. Oh, Jordan concussion. Reed. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we all wanted him to be. I think he has that that ability uh, to be that guy mm-hmm. um, that can, you know, really be a mismatch problem, but be a shorthanded guy that you can uh, rely upon. Um, he's starting to become a favorite target of Fitz as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really interested to see. I'm glad I'm not the guy that has to make the cuts, but um, those are the guys that impressed me uh, out there uh, against uh, against the Bengals. Man, I agree with everybody you stated. You know, you know, we were talking at, on the clubhouse uh, during the game uh, with uh, I want to give all all props uh, C, uh, with Candy from Seaball Sports, Karita, uh, your co-host, um, my man uh, Darrell um, from the Le- from Legacy, Legacy Sports Network. Um, all cool folks and yourself, obviously all cool folks. And, um, we were talking about, um, like you met Patterson. We were talking about, um, Diami. We were talking about AGG. Like, you know, I meant to, when I was talking about AGG, I felt like a proud father once he was making plays, man. I was, yeah. I was like, Oh, that's, that's my boy. Oh my God. That's my boy. <laughs> Cause he was, he was making me so proud. Um, got the two point conversion, man, dove, like he, yeah. he, he mossed it. I was like, okay, we mossing folks now. Okay, somebody got mm-hmm. their swag back. But um, speaking of you know Jared Patterson, I'm I'm with you, man. I just feel like I feel like not just um Peyton Barber has have to be worried, and I mean Peyton Bar- Barber has to worry about a spot, right? But I think f- folks got to be right. worried about playing they playing time, their 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 touches, because homie coming, like he coming, and you mentioned like. Yeah, he got toughness. What I like about him is that it's no knock, and people like it's no knock on Gibson. It's no knock on anybody else, but it's just a fact. You see it, like you mentioned, he can see the hole. He got wiggle. He's got some toughness. He got everything you want in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a natural yep. runner. Like when you look at him, he's exactly. a natural. It's instinctive, right? He knows how to make a play. He knows how to make the cut. He sees the hole. There's just so much he does right. You know what I mean? Like okay, physically. Like Gibson is bigger, he's taller, right? So that I mean, when you look at him, you're like, okay, Gibson's like he looks the part, right? Um, but when you right. look at when you look at play, oh, Jared Patterson looks the part. Like he looks the part of like a dude that is a serious problem. You know what I mean? So right. you know, if I'm Gibson and, and others, like don't get hurt. Like I'm gonna be real. Like yeah. don't get hurt. Right. Like, like real yeah. talk. Do not get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Because if you get hurt, your you're not getting not protected. Your, your job is your spot will not be the same. Because homie is ready, yeah. like he is ready to do real damage. So I'm like, yo, be careful because like 
you may think you may think your spot is sweet and you may thought think it's good, but that dude is coming. And um, you mentioned Cam. JD I mean, McKissick. JD, yeah, all of them. JD McKissick, he, he like. Better. You better be, better be, better be catching balls yeah. and not making no mistakes. Yeah, be because like we know. Yeah, he's be, been looking good though. But yeah, you know he, he has some slip ups. Where yeah, he, you know, make some bonehead. Uh, you know, forgot how to catch. Forgot. How yeah, to, you know, be in the right spot where it needs to be. You make some mistakes, man. He's taking young it. Man is coming for your spot. He's taking your spot. Don't be like, don't be like Stephen Smith Sims Jr. last year. Who you know, <laughs> the year before that he was good. Yeah. The last year he started it's dropping everything. Don't be that dude. Like, don't be that one. And speaking of Steven Sims Jr., were you surprised that homie was released? No. You got too much talent. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know, right? <laughs> you know, and again, and I, I went, this is what I, I said it yesterday on the show. Yeah. If you can't, we can't, you cannot be trusted on special teams. Uh-huh. So you, you automatically, you're not tall enough or good enough to be, to just be playing wide receiver. Yeah. You got to be good on special teams to at least contribute there. And you got Isaiah Wright, you got uh-huh. Isaiah Wright, and then uh, uh, I believe I forget who the guy I'm, from I'm BYU, the kid from BYU, the kid from BYU. I yes. keep forgetting his name too. He's I know returning. Yeah. So, so what? What are you going to do? I believe his last name is the Carter, DeAndre Carter. Oh, he's talking about DeAndre Carter. Yeah, the, oh yeah, he got that return job. That's him. He, he that's he good. So, <laughs> so what is what is Steven Sims Jr. doing? I know, man. Other than. Looking good in preseason like he always does, and then comes Mr. Crisco hand. I, I done dip my hands in Crisco oh, and, and movie popcorn butter, and I can't can't catch, mm-hmm. can't hold on to the ball. I know, man. And, and when you got other guys that are outperforming you consistently, if you can't contribute on special teams, guess what? I guess you don't have a spot. So I'm not uh, surprised that he was released. I hope that he... You know, finds a landing spot. He has talent. He does. But when it talent. comes down to what Washington is trying to do here, you know, this ain't this ain't the uh, previous coach that I will leave nameless <laughs> here. There's no favoritism and no likes. You know, this ain't a this ain't a Troy Apke type deal where <laughs> I like you. I'm gonna keep you around because I like you. Nah, you, you're not producing, and you can't help us on special teams. So we don't have a spot for you. Straight facts. We got all this talent that is. Straight facts, man. Straight so. facts. I I believe I'm with you. Like I wasn't surprised. I'm like just like you said. Um, you got bodies out here, guys who are hungry, and you weren't you weren't drafted by this regime. You weren't picked up by this regime. So it's this is Ron. Ron already has his guys. Other than like Scary Terry, who's like you know he's an, he's he's that dude. Um, and and, and Cam Sims Jr., who I think is like kind of Trey Water. But other than those two, like yeah, you don't. You don't really, they they don't owe you anything because they're not your, they're not, you're not their guys. You know what I'm saying? So you have to build, you have to build trust so you can be their guy, but you're, they're not a guy off the bat that they were already saying, you know what? I like this dude off the bat. Nah, it's, it's more of you have to earn it. Cam Sims, whoever, you know, last season, because of some big plays, he earned that trust with this regime. So that's kind of helped him out a little bit. But if you look at, you know what's going on with Steven Sims Jr. They only see a dude that wasn't consistent. That's all they. That's all they know of. So, but again, he's yep. a. And I, I know I said this a lot during the clubhouse stuff, but you know he's a real nice guy, and I do think, like you he said, <laughs> and he, like you said, he does have potential. I, do, I, I think he has potential, and I do wish him the best. And I think he's humble. Um, I mean, to me, he is humble. And I think he's humble, and he's a guy who wants to work hard. So hopefully, he finds he finds a landing spot. And I, I and if he does, I hope he takes advantage of it. Because most importantly, again, like I do think he does have. To me, he does have ability. To your point, he has a lot of ability. All right, so let's get to Saturday. This Saturday, 
in the final preseason game, the Washington takes on the Baltimore Ravens. You know, they up the street. They up or is it down? Whatever. Anyway, usually, usually in the final preseason game, uh, the starters don't start, right? They don't even play. Sorry, the starters don't even play. Do you think the, the first right. team, like I know you mentioned it about last game that you were, you wanted that the first team to play longer until they scored a touchdown. Do you think they should play in the last preseason game? Uh, man, you know, you, you don't want to end up with these things like you had with Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, but, 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 um, <laughs> I, I feel like they at least need to go out there and play a couple series. Cause see this, at least a series or two. Right. You don't want to go too far because you've got guys out there that are trying to make the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to be going hard. They're going to be some late hits. Yeah. They're going to be some big hits. Yeah. And you don't want them to be on your starters to take you out and, you know, change your whole entire roster up yeah. over some meaningless game. Um, but you would like to see them come out and perform, be sharp, uh, et cetera. So um, I'm kind of on the fence on that. Yeah. I'd say two series and, and let them ride. Gotcha. Um, and you hope that in those two series that uh, – you get it done, but I'm, I'm go- I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see any starters. And, and the reason why yeah. is I, I thought that it would have been the dress rehearsal ba- game would have been this game, yeah. and they seem to have had their dress rehearsal game yeah. against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Um. So uh, I will see defensively. I don't want to see not a nay nah. starter. Period. Please. Nobody. No. Nobody. I don't want to see not a one of them. Nah. Nobody. I don't they think in, they need to be in, in dressed down for sure. Definitely, I totally agree with you. I don't think uh, I don't think anybody on defense should play. I, I like like I agree with you. It was like the, the second game was a dress rehearsal game. I, I'm just you know the, the offense didn't show but so much. You know I was wondering if like Ron Vera would give them one drive or one series uh, for the offense. But I'm with you. I mean I doubt they'll play because it, it's the last game is always a dress rehearsal game and these young dudes need to find a way to to make this roster. You got you got players who. Who hungry? Who who haven't you know since since the spot? So they need this last game to prove to the coaches that they're going to make that they can make this team and capture a spot. And even you know somebody like I mentioned AJ AGG, I don't think his spot is solid, so he's going to need to play a little bit. He's going to have to play good. He can't have a bad game. Um, and also he has to you know to me I would play Cam Sims even though I think Cam Cam Sims probably has a spot, but. I, I would, you know, if I'm AGG, I'm hoping Cam Sims plays and he does that Cam Sims type stuff that kind of makes Ron Rivera want exactly. to try to move him up. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, but, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, Dujanay, thanks for but, being on the show, man. You know, I appreciate you. Before we let you go, how can folks catch, catch, catch or subscribe to your podcast and how can they hit you on social media? Well, the breakdown, you can find that on all uh, podcasts and platforms like mm-hmm. Apple, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Um, just look it up to break down uh, with, and it should pop up. You have to, mm-hmm. you have to type in my name and you can find that okay. on my Twitter at not bland 21. Okay. Um, I love talking shop with the fans. It's a blast. Um, and also I'm also on ghost cast. Awesome. Uh, also a show pre- brought to you by sports journey, but presented by ghost cast. It is the not bland show. It is on all only Apple. Uh, you know, so people who have a iPhone can only get this particular uh, app, but uh, I do a show over there. Awesome. Um, okay. That's just me. Just laid back, having a good time talking drag racing. 
Uh, we talk a little football. We just and we talk some hot topics as well. Even talk a little wrestling. Okay. WWE, okay. AEW. I like well. that. So, I like that. Okay. Um, I'm gonna listen to this. Kicking back, having a blast. Right? Okay. So uh, you want to hit me up? That's how you can get to me. And uh, as I said, I love talking shop with the fans. And well, Lay, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, look forward to doing the, doing this again all season. Oh, you will. You will definitely be on, man. Dujanay, thanks for being on. Appreciate you. I'm gonna talk to you later. I'm gonna talk to you later about some some WWE, AEW, because I've been kind of hip to it. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna hit you up about that yeah, later sure. on. Okay. Sounds good. All right, man. We take it easy, man. Stay blessed, man. Appreciate you. Later. Uh, later, man. Again, you can find Dujanae on Twitter at notbland21. Again, that's at notbland21. Local basketball star Eddie Bastin will join the show after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Save for ages. You dig? Deuces. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Respectfully. Bucket on low like Eric and Parrish. Closed casket flow, all you niggas get dead it. They don't give you one single rose while you can smell it, so I pick from my own garden. Wanna go out with my garden like Godfather, grandkids in a rock while I got over the block trauma. So what you saying, nigga, you got to chill. Thinking you the truth, really you not for real. Back to back with it, the hardest shit of the year. Remix. EPMD, we back in business. Ain't nobody fucking with us, come to your senses. He's the second coming to guard, something to witness. Piece of shit flying your head like Mike Pence's. We in the trenches. I'm mad, better yet, I'm on the rampage. But people can't even get minimum wage. Fuck a stimulus. Give me some interest. Give me a loan. Give me a home. Give me that land you owe me so I can roam. So when you trespass, blah, one in your dome. Best wishes, ghost him like he Tommy. Ain't worried about nothing cause it's squad behind me. EPMD, we back in business. I visualize what it is, not what it isn't. We at the mafia table next to the kitchen. Eating Michelin star, counting a million. Done. I let it go for the family meetings at Code at Miami. Them wine bottles on Maggie extra large. Sign up for my master class, Escobar. Feet up in Met Stadium at my restaurant. Tied in from AZ to Davies, you know my thoughts get crazy. My teachers, they couldn't grade me. I know some Haitians in Dade County got choppers in Haiti. She booked a flight to Columbia, made her body amazing. Just to post it on Tumblr, this said fuck up the summer shit. I don't care what you coming with me and hit boy running shit. Big gold rope chains, but they flooded now. Pull up with the ghost like a haunted house. She getting scary blood on my hands like Carrie Might walk through a cemetery to see where hip-hop is buried I said it was dead, but it faked his death like Machiavelli You see letters in red splatter, look like salsa spaghetti Yeah, ready? CPMD, we're back in business yeah. Living in cramped conditions, we'll give you ammunition Stock those shelves, I got those shelves like Taco Bell And I'm not gonna fail, like got no else like Christmas You don't wanna make the claws come out Y'all should call yourself Santa None of y'all are real, not a single one Like what? Like a dollar bill yeah. It's like your bitch in the pellet court, she's on a pill We got a bond and shield, never bail on me Not even out of jail EPMD, for me I got some chill Just a lot of squirrel Lady, my paper's so crazy I just tossed the mill out the window With my mobile on the fucking freeway on the way here like off in this 
homies when they're pulling the sleigh. Yeah, that's a lot of bucks flying when I'm making it rain, dear. Green on me, but no weed, shorty, just these, darling. A pocket full of pills, summer talent, all three smileys with three molly. So summer E, which reminds me of rap, summer re, mommy, my theme saw me and Pete. Always used to play that shit on repeat all day, so please call me Big Daddy. Daddy. Plus, I got the cane and lean on me. Yeah. And sees I'm eating you, B I T C H, just like tortilla chips. Me, I'm free of debt, Gia Green is on Chia Pet. This is the effects of my old neighborhood misery. Index poverty, it is Pico CD and PTSD. I guess RIP out to DMX, D's a Wii and Nipsey XC and Prince Marky DMF. Do my hit 50 via text. Told him that I love him, cause I don't even know when I'ma see him next. Tomorrow could be a death. Yeah, and this shit ain't for the faint, cause the brains of the train kill the danger to range. And I drank all the day, pull the blank on the paper, the weight till the pace, fill the pace, fill the shame, fill the strength of a pain, pill the drink. Pray for the day when I'm able to say that I'm placed with the greats and my names with the canes and the wanes and the jays and the drays and the yays and the drakes and the jadeless jadeless cool jays and the rise and amazing as nazis and praise to the gods and the shout to the golden age of hip hop and the name of the song is EPMD we back in business I visualize what it is not what it isn't we at the mafia table next to the kitchen eating Michelin star counting a million Yeah, I told you I had to crank that new Nas for y'all, man. Told you it's, it's a it's a solo urban sports scene show. Anyway, you're listening to the urban sports scene with Wole, Will T, and Ray Jeezy are out. Part of Amppire Media again. That's Amppire Media, and you can catch us on amppiremedia.com. All right, man. I'm boosted by it. I'm boosted with this, man. I hoop with this. I hoop with my guest growing up in Spring Hill Lake, Greenbelt, Maryland. We call it the lake. Uh, he then went to Eleanor Roosevelt High School where he was all met in 2000, in 2001. He was also PG County Player of the Year. After Rose, he went to the University of North Carolina at Charlotte where in 2000, where in the 2005 season he was named Conference USA Player of the Year. Also during that time in Charlotte, he was Conference USA Defensive Player, uh, uh, Player of the Year in 2004 and 2005. Homie was strapping, bruh. My guy would make it to the NBA as an undrafted rookie with the Chicago Bulls in 2005 and would start in several games with the Bulls. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you my dude, Eddie Baston. What's good, Ed? <laughs> What's going on, man? That was a hell of an intro right there, man. I appreciate all the love, oh, man. Oh, bro, your family. Your fam. What's going on? <laughs> you know, we good, man. We good, Ed. You know, I had to get you on because I wanted, you know, the the Kevin Durant basketball documentary, Basketball County and whatnot about PG County. I wanted, you know, they were talking about a lot of folks. But I ain't talking about folks that I, I really wanted to talk about, you know what I'm saying? And I'm biased, obviously, because you, you you the homie. And um, mm-hmm. so, you know what I'm saying? So it's not speaking about the documentary in the county, but for you growing up in, you know, in the county, who were some of the notable hoop, hoopers for you in this in the area? Well, you know, man, um, when I got here, man, I moved here from New York. Yep. So, you know, like you said, man, you know, moved to Spring Hill Lake, the lake. <laughs> and uh, back then, you know what I'm saying, it was the guys around that, around the neighborhood. So, you know, one of my guys, man, was Fatty. Remember Lil' Oh, Fatty? man, Fatty. Folks don't know. Oh, Fatty man. got game, bro. <laughs> nah, 
now, so I really, I really took a liking to mm-hmm. his style of play. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to would like to watch him. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember Moose? Yep, Moose. Yep. Moose. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, they not going to know who these people are. Yeah. But, um, you know, then as, you know, we got older and mm-hmm. I started, you know, stepping outside of the neighborhood, you know, I started getting introduced to, you know, the guys through the, the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And that's because I was going to the Kenner League and going down Berry Farm. So, you know, Lonnie Harrell was, you know, a dude mm-hmm. that I admired his game. Greg Jones, you know, Steve Francis, mm-hmm. you know, guys that I kind of, you know, you know, had, you know, similar kind of game, you know what I'm saying? So the Moochie Norris's, mm-hmm. the Kurt Smith's, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So those are the guys that, like, was, you know, right above me and yeah. whatnot. Everybody, you know, a few years. Yeah, so. I'm with you. Because everybody talk about Greg. I ain't never seen I think it was a Greg. You say Greg Jones or Greg Smith. What'd you say? Nah, Greg Jones. Greg Jones. I thought you said Greg Jones. See, I had somebody on the show earlier talk about him. I ain't really. And folks, a lot of folks talk about him. He, he was that nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a hands up. Okay. You know, he, any which way, mm-hmm. sniper, man. Yeah. He could shoot that ball, man. Mm. And, you know, he was a big guard. Mm. So he, you know, body, whatever. But, you know, we just had game. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I just admired the game. I just appreciated it and just wanted to learn as much as possible. So I took a little something from everybody. Awesome. Dope, bro. You know, so, you know, coming from New York, I was all about, you know, the, the, the ball handling, you know. Guard, yes, you were. And that's something that, you know, a lot of people probably forget or don't even know. Yeah. I was a point guard coming through, man. Yeah. And I just happened to be able to play all the positions because of my toughness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just grit, you know. Like, I just love the game. So whatever, it, you know, was going to take, mm-hmm. you know, I was there for, you know, my team and my guys, whether it was playground stuff mm-hmm. or if it was, you know, organized ball. So, you know. No, but, no man, it's funny because, you know what, I don't, I will never forget this. I remember, uh shoot. I was in college, so Al, you know my, my you know Al, folks don't know it's my brother Al. Um, right. right. So <laughs> I was like, because I always paid attention to y'all. You know, anytime anybody in the area in the, in the neighborhood was doing well, I try to pay attention. So I was in college, so I was checking out like you. I mean, you Delonte Holland, because I knew y'all. I mean, we grew, we all grew up in the same neighborhood. You Delonte Holland, and I was like checking out your stats, right? And then Al was like, you know, Ed is strapping. I said, like, Ed play defense like that. He said, Yo, Ed straps. I was like, offensive end? You said, yeah, Ed is strapping like crazy, bro. Like, this man, like, all, <laughs> like, all defense out there in the Conference USA. I was like, what? So, you got to check a game out. You know what I'm saying? Because we, it's hard to Conference USA games back then. So, it was like, so, when I did catch it, I was like, oh, snap. Like, Ed strapped for real. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember Ed from, you know, playing, you know, like you said, playing the lake, you know, basically, you know, all handles, like you mentioned. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to yank folks and this, that, and the other. And so defense, not to say you didn't play defense, but defense like that at that level didn't, didn't, I didn't think about that. I thought about you was just dropping buckets. I ain't think about you like strapping. Yeah, man. So, you know, that, 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 the defensive mentality, it goes back to, you know, the grassroots, like, just, yeah. you know, playing around the way, yep. you know, being roughed off by. Mm-hmm. Older folks and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> man, my whole thing, my my whole thing for the defense was, 
man. <laughs> the more we stop them, the more possessions, the more points we can score, the more Facts. you know fast breaks and dunks we could get, and Facts. we could just be electrifying. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's what it ultimately was. But you know, um, in college, you got to get on that court by any means necessary. Yes, bro. Yes. They had they 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 had shooters. Uh-huh. They had guys. Now, now you're playing, you know, um, a certain style of game depending on your coach. Uh-huh. So you got this. You got the point guard that's coming off the traditional pick and roll. You got the shooter in the corner. You got the spaced out, you know, wingman. You know, it just depends on your makeup of your team. Uh-huh. So, you know, when I got to Charlotte. Um, well, first, you know, it started at Roosevelt. Yeah. It, it, I always played defense. You know, yeah. just like a, I had a knack. I had a knack for, you know, being around the basketball, you know, hitting them gaps and, you know, just putting the defender in, you know, compromising, you know, situations. Uh-huh. Then especially with the help side, you know, like I just was always conscious of it. It was, it, it was a gift. Yeah. Not everybody has that. You know, it's like my thing. I just knew, like, man, look, all, they keep talking about all these different guys. Man, when I see them, man, I'm, I'm you know, I'm getting at them. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's a, pride, it's, a, it's a pride thing. You know, it's a pride thing. Like, you keep talking about this kid over here. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't do the names. You, you might want to say some names, but whoever they call out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I held my own and, you know, I did my thing. So... You know the back, the defensive thing, man. That just was something where I knew a lot of guys wasn't really focused on, and I knew that could also give me an edge to make it, you know, professionally. <laughs> so, you know, I just took pride in the game. I wanted to be an all-around player, man, and you know, I had a good, you know, little time with it, man. Good career, things went well. Yeah. So, no, you definitely did, bro. It's 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 hard making league, man. It's so much. It's hard. <laughs> Like, and you did it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's dope. It's dope to me, man. But I want to talk about something real quick Um, in terms of, like, back in the PG County. What, for you, Where what was some of the fav- your favorite place to hoop at growing up? Well, in the area? Yeah, in the area. Well, first and foremost, Spring Hill Lake, right? Okay. You know it. Um, <laughs> you know, I can't. I'm going to be honest, man. I will have to. I can't really recall, like, the only places I, like, we played against Pepper Mill, mm-hmm. Park, Kitland, and all that, but then, you know, I played, you know, with the D.C. Jaguars, yeah. and we was playing number, you know, the club number four, different team, the Salts and all that, so just playing all them guys. Mm-hmm. I played in very songs, of course, played up the Kenner League, um, I played in the Pitts League. You know, as I was a little vet, uh-huh. and wherever the bump was at, it was always good. Yeah. You know, we got so many players from the area, players that's known, players that's not, you know, known. And then you got guys that's just like, I just play just to play. Yeah. And I'm nice. So wherever you go, man, you're going to get pushed. You're going to get, you know, some good competition, man. So it didn't really matter wherever, whatever gym we stepped in. You know, yeah, I'm glad I you was always always ready. Yeah, you, you sure were. I'm glad you in real talk. I'm glad you mentioned Fatty because Fatty was nice. I I just thought about that. I'm glad you God, mentioned Fatty, man. Guy. I'm glad you mentioned yeah, Fatty. Man, you, <laughs> you know, you had you had Kevin, Kevin, uh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with that with that hell of a left and right. Man. Yeah, like, 
Like we all look, all everybody could hoop from around from around that, yeah, that, right. that neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They all had what they did best. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to them Sunday night runs with only the old heads. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then they, they, you know, you had the Alpha Band girl coming yep. through because mm-hmm. his cousins and them lived around there. Like mm-hmm. it was just lit, man. And you know, it's just something that we don't really highlight, man. I'm glad that you wanted. You know, me to come on and, you know, just speak about that. Cause, yeah. yeah, we had Delonte Holland. You know what I'm saying? He was from the wet around there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was just dope, man. We, we all have a mutual friend, like even, like Lee. Growing up, Lee could hoop, but Lee played football. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Lee, <laughs> Lee, Lee, Lee's our guy. Yeah. Bro. So, yeah. it's crazy, man. We he, had He made it football. Yep. Bro. You know what I'm saying? We had hoopers, though. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? But speaking of Delonte, it's funny because Delonte and Mike Sweetie, they won a show a while back, and they talked about, like, the squad you had um, with you, D, and also Delonte West. Um, can you tell about that? that Rose, can you talk about that Roosevelt squad a little bit? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, everybody thinks, like, it, it, it like we 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 made that happen, you mm-hmm. know but that 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 team came together like organically. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, um, coming from you know middle school, you know, I had the St. Johns and the uh, McNamara's and you know uh, Gonzaga's that was you know recruiting and whatnot, trying to you know get me to come. I was supposed to go to St. Johns, mm-hmm. but I ended up just you know picking Roosevelt. You know that was the neighborhood school. Yeah. And, um, you know, from there, that's, it, it just like played itself out. Like I didn't go to Roosevelt to play basketball. Uh. You know, I didn't even play my freshman year because, you know, it was just a new, a new world. New uh-huh. adjustment. And I was in and out of school, whatever. Uh-huh. So, you know, really it all came together, you know, that sophomore year after, um, one of my buddies, man, shout out to my man, Steve Rapp. Mm-hmm. But he was playing on the JV mob, and uh, they had a summer league. I happened to, you know, go to all the summer league games with him. Mm-hmm. I just was chilling. You know, as my man was supporting. And and it, it was a playoff game, so it was the lads are part of the summer that's a playoff game. And they ain't have enough players. You know, they used to they used to uh, put on the summer league games like at 6 o'clock, yeah. 7 mm-hmm. So, you know, people be in traffic, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, I'm at the game with them. Man, and they only had four players. Uh-huh. When they couldn't start the game, you know, you could you got to start the game with five. You could end, you could play with four. Somebody foul out. Yeah. So I'm so he like, man, you know, E, man, we need one. So I'm like, man, I ain't got no shoes. I think I had some New Balance back then. I'm just chilling. He's like, look, just, just play until he said, man, we just need you to play until one of the other players get there. Uh-huh. So I'm laughing in my head the whole time because I'm like. And dude is probably thinking I'm sorry, and I know I'm, I'm gonna come out here and cry. You about giving the so business? Him, you know, so, so look, he begged me, he begged me. I said, "Look, you ain't gotta do that. Come on, I, I, I play." So then the coach gave me the jersey. I get out there, mm-hmm. and you know when I got out there, you know, like I said, man, you know, no, no cocky shit. Say this humble, but mm-hmm. I was just nice. Mm-hmm. So you know, like the coach came to me, he was like, "Listen." You get the ball, just wait, get it to the point guard right here, and then just space out and be ready to shoot if you can. I'm laughing. Like, <laughs> it's like, if you can. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> you know, we get out there, boom, it's a game, whatever. We playing up and down. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I'm getting downs when I get it. I'm pushing it. You know, I might hit the nice little pass here and there. But, you know, I just was playing cool, like solid. Uh-huh. And um, halftime come, I think we was down by like six. Coach pulled me to the side. He said, look, we got our guys. I don't know. But he said, if you want to play, you can continue to play. Uh-huh. But you holding back because you could play, can't you? And I said, I guess I got a little game. He <laughs> said, man, play your game. Let me let me see what you got. So, you know, second half, go out there, boom. I really start shooting the ball. You know, I'm getting my steals on the break, whatever. And we end up winning by, like, 11. Mm. And I had 14 points that game. I'm going to always remember that. I had 14 points. And uh, that was kind of like the beginning Dang, of me tough. playing with Roosevelt. Tough. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's tough, bro. So, <laughs> you know, that's where it all started mm-hmm. right there. You know, Delonte West, he wasn't on the team mm-hmm. yet. Delonte Holland, he was playing varsity. Mm-hmm. So he was playing over at, you know, Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And... You know, once this once the once the school year started, that's when Delonte enrolled. Mm-hmm. Us. But he was playing JV still. Yeah. I'm sophomore playing varsity with Delonte Holland mm-hmm. and them. And then you know they moved him up eventually, and then all three of us were together. And we ran the tables, man. We had some good battles, and you know, that's dope. That's how it bro. all started, man. That's dope. Who would you say was your favorite opponent in high school? Like squad that y'all played, that we played. Yeah, man. I used to man. Honestly, obviously, everybody think you know the Oxford Hills. That's a sweet. He said he thought it was y'all. But go ahead though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, I, I, I ain't gonna say it. Okay. You know, he thought now nah, uh, the Roosevelt Oxford Hill was the the most lit. Yeah, I heard him in the county. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's because we was the number one, number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. You know, it don't get no better than that. So for the fans, for the people that was coming to watch it, every time we played, it was sold out Dang. before mm. JV even started. Tough. Like, they, the tickets was gone, everything. Like, when our senior year, they had to move the game from a weekday to mm. a Saturday because mm. it was just too crazy. Mm. So that Austin Hill Roosevelt rivalry, man, I don't think that would ever be top. Mm. But... The team I like to play, man, I like to play. I, I love to play against Parkdale. I, how come I need to go say that? How come I need to go say Parkdale? Because <laughs> they, they just had some they just had some, some goons over there. You feel me? Yeah. You know, you know they, like they had some guns that was really boogieing, man. I just, man, remember, man, Swan was over there. Okay. Shields was over there. Mm-hmm. Chucky Smallwood was over there, like, and then they had some older guys that was nice. But they just used to bring it. They, they, they wasn't no punks, mm-hmm. you feel me? Mm-hmm. And they was going, they was going, you know, battle to the end. But it was a lot of teams like that. Like, you know, everybody wanted to give us and Oxford Hill their best shot, mm-hmm. getting all the, you know, publicity and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So no matter who we played, everybody was trying to come at us, and you know, we <laughs> welcomed that challenge. Because obviously we had the business and, you know, doing what we had to do. Of course. Yeah, man, all that shaped us, man, to, to you know, to get where we was going mm-hmm. and, you know, to be where we are today. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So hey, we talked about this a little bit, you know what I'm saying, before, before the show. We were talking about how, you know, you know, everybody was, you know, 
talking about at that particular point in time before your squad like that, they were talking about like, you know, private schools like the math or whatnot. But Rose made it dope to me for public schools. Like, could you talk about the talent in public schools back then? Yeah, so, you know, like I said, man, with the situation with me, Delonte, Delonte Holland linking up, even before that, mm-hmm. man, you had guys like Alpha Ben Gore, mm-hmm. you know, Charles Charles Ford and, them, and Sherrod Ford over at Gwenpa. You had Lampkin down at um, Largo. You had Mackin over at Parkdale. So these were guys older than us. Mm-hmm. So when I used to go to them games, because obviously, you know, I come check out the games. When I used to go to the games, I used to be like, man, this public school thing lit too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, it, it, it's like, it's no real big deal. Like if I go to private school, man, I don't have to wear a uniform. They man strict, and you know, and not saying you know I, I wouldn't have been able to adjust and yeah. it would have been fun because. At this, at my age today, I look back and I think like, damn, if I went to St. John's or, or the math, it would have been lit. But you know, nah, bro, you made the right just, decision. Don't do that. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, we had we we, we had mobs. Yeah, you know, across the board, you had Mike Sweeney, Phil Goss, yep, the mob Butler over there. Uh-huh. You had the two twins up at High Point. You know that was getting busy. Uh-huh. You had the law mob. You know, with Led Better and um. And Rashad, like these guys, they went to University of Maryland. You know, they they names wasn't even, you know, being spoken about highly. But these guys, you know, went on uh, big time schools too. So you know, the public school situation at that time, you know, was 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 nice. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, like my like our senior year, man, we was <laughs> doing so much damage that we even had a guy transfer and leave the Maffa to come because he wanted to play, you know, with me and Delonte. Mm-hmm. That, that's my guy, Mo Carter. Shut off to Mo. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, man, he's like, man, look, y'all having fun over here. Mm-hmm. Y'all having fun over there. But, man, I just want to try something new. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's probably a first that somebody leaves the private school, yeah. Catholic school to go public. You know what I'm saying? You, they, they usually get kicked out or yeah. – you know, grades ain't up to par, but he just let up. Like, I want to play with these guys. It was that lit. That's tough. And, um, to leave the math up. Get to that championship, do that championship run. Uh-huh. You know, so, you know, I might be leaving some guys out, man. You got some names, man. It's across the board, but, you know, the public school from 4A, 3A, and 2A all had, man, some, some legit official players. Uh huh. You know, I just was in 4A, but, you know, I got my guys across the board, man. The Chris Howard, the Calvin Cage, up at Blade, friendly. You know, one of my AAU teammates, rest in peace, Cortez Davis, he was up at friendly. Like, guys was at public schools and then getting busy. And nine times out of ten, I'm going to be honest, every time we played a public, a public school, I mean, a private school, a Catholic school, man, we won I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, your mob was tough. Your mob was tough, though, bro. Like, real talk. Yeah. That mob was tough. Like, think about it, man. You you have three dudes who play high college basketball, and 
two of the three went, you know, played in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? One was born on, was close, was close to making the NBA. So it's, it, mm-hmm. that mob is tough, bro. Like, just keep it a buck. Like, you don't get that. In real talk, even private, public, whatever you want to call it, like, you don't get that often. Period. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that mob was supposed, that mob did what it was supposed to do. Let's just keep that a buck. It did what it was supposed to do. It, it, it fried. You know what I'm saying? Especially, and then you talking about what you saw Oxa Hill too. That mob too. So it's just, it's crazy, man. What the, the talent that was back yeah. then, man. It's crazy. I just, I was just thinking about a player that from around the way that was nice. Uh, he went to Roosevelt. You remember, you remember Aaron? Oh yeah, Aaron Falk. Yeah. <laughs> Harry was nice too, bro. He was nice back. Yeah, bro. Daryl, yes, yes, sir. Was cold, cold, bro. And then you know, rest in peace, Big West. Yes, Big West. Yes, West was like that. First six eleven with a J. Oh my God, with a J, bro. He was so smooth. Smooth, like West was smooth. They don't even. West was smooth, bro. My God, so like. I got to see some some thorough some thorough dudes, man. Yeah, man, real People tough. Growing up, like being around them, like growing up, being like, you know, like I guess they was like who who I looked up to, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, man, all them guys was nice and they were good people. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So it wasn't like they was, you know, they, jerks or nothing. Man. They took you under their wing, mm-hmm. man. They take you under their wing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. The only thing is, like, when you won the court, you know, oh, heads always try to rough the court. But still, like, <laughs> like, but at the end of the day, they like, took you, you know, on the side, they, they would take you when they win. They would kind of like, oh, they, and they would give you props when they, you know, if you did, if you did something right, you know what I'm saying? Like, they say, oh, you nasty, bro. You, uh, you know what I'm saying? You had this. It wasn't like they was hating. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, nah, bro. I, 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 I appreciate the folks. The overheads that when when I was younger, they were just you know talking whatever. And also to your point, well, I did like what you mentioned about why you became a good defender. Is that for real? Like you just said it. Like them Sunday night games, that's 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 probably gonna make you a good defender. Cause them dudes ain't man. If they play bully ball to the fullest, you know what I'm saying? Nah, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta be tough. Yeah. Like you gotta be tough. If you playing a six or like playing them late night games. You you can't be weak, and I'll, and I'm and anybody who's listening, I'm not exaggerating. Ed know what I'm talking about. You can't be weak. <laughs> nah, you gotta bring it. You, you know what I'm saying? Bring it. So you know what I'm saying? Go crazy. Yeah, don't think you just gonna be nice with the game. Nah, you gotta be physically and mentally tough. Hey man, hey man, look, you know what? I can talk to you forever. I appreciate you for being on. Hey, before I let you go, man, is there anything you'd like to add? Man. You know, like you said, man, you know, the, the documentary, man, KD and them put out, man, it, it, it highlighted, you know, a lot of good, man, yeah. area, man, and, you know, every neighborhood, every basketball fan, every homie, they going to ask about, you know, a certain person and uh-huh. why they need this and that out, man, but we just got to, man, remember, like, it's a lot of, a lot of great talent, yeah. you know, that's developed in this area, man. Whether it's PG County, Mo County, yes. the DMV, Maryland, Virginia, whatever's well, close to us, man. You know, we just gotta man give each other man our props. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we just gotta keep it competitive too. Keep talking our shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I know, you know, I stand on, you know, still with 
anything and everything I say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I handle my business out here, mm-hmm. and my guys did too. So, shout out to Eleanor Roosevelt. Shout out to all the people out there listening. Appreciate y'all tapping in. And, you know, just catch me on my social media, man, eddie.b underscore 13 mm-hmm. or showtime eb.13. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll we'll talk again, man, for uh, sure. Oh, you know it, bro. Definitely will, man. I, it's, this is dope, man. I appreciate you being on. And also, I wanted to say there's another – it's funny. There's another because I mean, you know, I coach basketball. I coach Greenville basketball. There's another kid that similar to you, man, killed the Roosevelt. Uh, went he was undrafted. He played for New Orleans, and he's killing, bro, killing. Najee, Najee Marshall, killing. Oh yeah, Najee yeah, killing, bro. Najee a beast, bro. He won won the championship at Rose. Came out, right, right, won a championship, right. Rose. Same thing, undrafted, went to Xavier. Undrafted, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and yeah, then I heard about him when he was there, yeah, he nasty sure. man, Na- nasty, but always been a hardworking ba- baller though, always, yeah, always. Yeah, hopefully, man, I hopefully I run into him, man. We can catch up, man. Yeah, I don't know if you. you I'm gonna try. Know what? I I don't know. I don't know with folks. Happen. I don't know with folks. I'm gonna see if I can get y'all linked up because that that homie homie hungry too. He hungry just like you, man. Yeah, he look, hungry look, and just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, just holler at me. Let me know what's up, man. Appreciate you. I will do. Get me on the show, man. You know it, man. You know, until next time, it's it's always showtime. My guy. My guy. All right, everybody. Appreciate you, homie. (laughs) All right, we out. All right. All right. That's my man, Eddie Bastard, man. Make sure you check him out, man. It's a cool dude, man. The NBA schedule was released. Host of the Above the Rim podcast, Just Blaze, will join me to talk about the big games on the schedule after the break. You're listening to the Urban Spot saying for ages, you dig deuces.
dog bought a plane, said let's go to Paris. That's where baguettes are from, French bread that's long and narrow. I like the other definition, rectangular carrots. The concept of the song is rather esoteric. This girl said in Grenada we should go get married. Broke the meaning down of the Virgin Mary. And you got your own place. My favorite part of the night when you text me that you made it home safe. Uh-huh. I'm contemplating at the home base. How I'm used to breakfast in the ghetto, sipping OJ. That's a picture right there, a moment in time. Before anybody wanted a photo of mine. Before the internet energy and social decline. Destroyed the vibe, fooling us with the headlines. Keeping us blind. Vultures eat you alive. Take you to the signs. Wishing I find one city, one country, one state. Some place to be nobody. Some place to be. Some place you wouldn't know, probably. Some place to be nobody. You now rocking with the best. Just Blaze. Y'all know I had to play like the Just Blaze joint, man. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene with myself, Wole, Will T, and Ray Jeezy are out. But, you know, I've been holding it down. I'm kind of proud of myself. You know, I usually don't kind of like toot my, toot, toot my own horn or pat myself on the back. But I may do that right now. Anyway, we are part of Ampire Media. Check us out at ampiremedia.com. All right, right now we have, as you can tell by the music, we have host of the Above the Rim podcast, Just Blaze, on the line. What's good, my man? My man, Bolay, I appreciate the invite as always, my brother. It's always a pleasure to talk hoops with you, my man. I you, appreciate you. You know, hey man, you, man. Once the the first thing I thought, of, like the the, NBA, the new NBA schedule came out, and I was like, you know what? I got to get my man on the show. That was the first thing that came to mind. I had to get the homie on the show. It's like we and I want to do it. Man. You know what I'm saying? I want to do it. We can just like chop it up. You know what I'm saying? So we can. I don't got to worry about that much time. We can just chop it up and just talk about basketball. You know what I'm saying? So, and without having to be strictly on some Wizards crap, you know what I'm saying? Because I can't, it kills me, even though I'm from the area, to keep talking about the Wizards. It kills me at times. I'm sorry, Wizards fans, you listen to, you listening. It does kill me. I'm a Laker fan. It kills me. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want them they to think. They got better, though. They ain't got low. I mean, you know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Look, man, maybe, yeah, maybe. they talked about John Wall going to the, Ro- Stephen A. Smith kept talking about John Wall going to the Rose Bar up at this, that, that's in the city, that's in D.C. Um, what you think Kyle Kuzma going to do? What you think Kyle Kuzma um, going to do? <laughs> I think, you know what? I actually have high hopes for Kuzma this season. Yeah. I actually think he's going to be playing as a motivated Kuzma this season. Mm-hmm. Because I think he actually, I think low-key he has a chip on the shoulder. Oh, definitely. A lot of a lot of Laker fans actually uh, gave him some blame for mm-hmm. uh, his lack of production, his lack of production last year, yeah. and rightfully so because he could have he could have done a little bit better. So yeah. I do think actually on Washington, I think he will be a little bit revived. Um, hopefully, he could still he could catch back that little you know stigma he had, um, that early little vibe that he had in yeah. the first couple of years in L.A. So uh, we'll see, man. But I actually think he might be. Kind of hungry of being DC. No, I, I don't. I don't think. I think it's a better opportunity for him than it than it was in in uh, LA. I will say that. I do think in terms of the Wizards, because the Wizards, and I'm not sure you're familiar with what this Wizard fan base mm-hmm. has always been complaining about. Like they would always complain about um, not having an athletic three, right? 
Like they would always complain about it around here. So now you, they, there's no excuse. They, Kyle Kuzma is an athletic three. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he is. So and he and he can. And he, I mean he's streaky. So I just want to see how he meshes with Bradley Bill, knowing that this team is built all around Bradley Bill, and that's the thing that Kyle Kuzma. Will he be willing to play? My issue with Kyle Kuzma isn't the talent. It isn't the skill. Cause I do think he has skill. It's more of the basketball IQ. Like, do you know your role in, 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 within your off, within that team? And do you understand situational basketball? That's my thing with Kyle. I think he will, though. Yeah. I, think he, I think he will, though. Mm-hmm. I think he sees this as an opportunity to mm-hmm. actually do those things mm-hmm. that you just listed. Mm-hmm. So, I actually think he'll, he'll be solid, and I'm curious to see how he fits with uh, Hachimura because, you know, they both kind of play a little bit similar. Even yeah. Hachi is more in the, mid ra- in the mid-range, yeah. but those two, it can go really well if they actually play their roles correctly because that's a, it, it's a solid little young front court with those yeah, two. Yeah, it definitely is. It, it has potential. It has talent potential. You know what I'm saying? But it's all about how, how the coach, you know, Wes Unsell Jr. kind of coaches it up. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it happens. But I wanted to come and talk about the NBA. It's the schedule. The schedule is kind of lit. You know what I mean? It's kind of lit. You know, it was released. I think it was released like, was it last week? The schedule released. Was it released last week or the week before last? I think it was last week. Like last week, like right? Week yeah. I think it was last week. Like yeah. last week, right? Okay. So, you know, the, you know, the Western Conference champs, the Phoenix Suns, aren't on opening night, you know what I'm saying? Which I think is kind of, you know, it is what it is. All right, you have the Brooklyn Nets versus the NBA champs, Milwaukee Bucks, and then you have the Golden State Warriors against against my L.A. Lakers. But do you feel mm-hmm. that the Suns, knowing that they, they went to the Western Conference Champions, that she, uh, they, went to, me, they went to the NBA Finals, you know what I'm saying, had a great opportunity to win the NBA Finals, do you feel like they were a little slighted by not being on opening night? Yes, 100%. Okay, fair. I don't, okay. This is a this is a media game through and through. Listen, uh-huh. the first the first listen. I know everybody loves Steph Curry. I know the media loves Steph Curry. Yeah, they do. But the man didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> Give me a break! You cannot have son who didn't even make the playoffs on opening night though. Like that's a little crazy. Uh-huh. So once again, once again, they disrespecting the point guard. Uh-huh. And you know, and a young general in D book yep. over there. But you know, it's it's all right. You know, uh-huh. it's okay. It's a show and prove. It's, that's that's how we like it. We yeah. like to be the underdog. So, uh-huh. Um, I honestly think it should have been Lakers Suns. I think the, the I kind of think so too. For the second night, I kind of think yeah, so too. I, I agree. Been a better matchup. I think there's so much with it. I know everybody's get, they gas with uh, Clay coming back, and I and I think the Warriors going to be awesome next season. To be honest with you, I'm I'm not saying they won't. But I do think the Suns, they went to the finals. Like, you gotta, you gotta give them their flowers, right? They went to the finals. Um, they went six with the Bucks and had a great opportunity to even win that series. We all, you know, little things happened. I'm not getting into the series, but little things happened within the series, which, which kind of derailed them from winning the championship. But, um, but yeah, you have storylines. You got the banana boat team all in a court, on the same court together. Not all, but most of them on the same court together. You got Melo, LeBron, Chris Bot, I mean, Chris Paul. Like all on the court together, like, and then you just have like, all right, everybody's favorite, you know, favorite team in the West and the Lakers with LeBron James, right? Then you have the team that actually did something and eliminated them from the postseason in the Phoenix Suns. I'm with you. I think that's a game that could have easily been an opening night game, easily. You know what I'm saying? But the Suns, I will give, you know, we we kind of got to give the NBA some credits. The Suns they are getting like 34 national te- televised games. This season, I mean, next season, which is dope. 
You know what I'm saying? That, that, that didn't happen in such a long time for the Phoenix Suns. I want to say that hasn't happened since maybe it's like Steve Nash or maybe uh, Charles Barkley or something was yeah. on the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so what, were your, what are your thoughts about that, them getting that many televised games, national tele- televised games? Um, I think it was well-deserved. Uh-huh. I think it was well-deserved. I mean, uh, the team, not only Chris Paul, but the young core itself, they proved themselves in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's well-deserved for them to get that many national TV games, and I think um, it's going to serve them well because if you look at the young core, the senior sons, it's a hungry, those are some hungry young dudes. Yeah, they are hungry. They those are not your typical average 24-year-old, 25-year-old over there. Those guys are ready to win, mm-hmm. and they just got a taste of winning, so... I only think they're going to be better next year. So I think putting them on national TV um, is going to be great because there's going to be a lot of great matchups in the West. Mm-hmm. We know the West is deep. Well, both conferences are deep. Oh, now. my God. They are. It, 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 yeah, it, it, it's they like are. every night it's like a, a, it could be a, a marquee matchup night. So um, I'm proud of them getting out of those national TV Me too. Spots. Me it, too. It was, it was big. That was big for them. I'm happy for Devin Booker. Everybody knows I'm a big Devin Booker guy. Um, I'm just, I just, I'm just happy that he's getting this exposure. I mean, we all know how great Chris Paul is, but I'm glad this kid's getting this exposure. And I'm actually happy, you know, that folks are going to see. And you know, I've been high on DeAndre Ayton, and I'm just glad that you know, yeah. folks are get to see him. But do you think that DeAndre Ayton is going to take his game to the next level? Um, going into the next season. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think um, actually playing against your Lakers is actually what gave him confidence. Yes, I think facts. he was semi. I think he was semi confident going into the playoffs, but how he matched up with AD uh-huh. and actually prevailed in that series, and AD went out and he was still in and played well. Uh-huh. I, I think that actually propelled him, and that that's gonna that series right there is just gonna take him uh, forward into next season. I think he got a little bit you know, a little bit nervous or maybe a little bit shook in the finals against Giannis. I think he was a little bit overwhelmed. It could have been, could have been. Um, But that's okay because no one expected him to get that far anyway and playing that well. So I do think he'll definitely take a leap forward. And he actually needs to take a leap forward in order for the Suns to take that next step as well. He needs to get you 15 and 12 next year. Yeah, and I think he can do that. I think y'all know I love Monty. I think Monty for that for that for 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 Aiton. There's just he just should have he shouldn't have had Yon, he shouldn't have Aiton on Giannis. That just didn't work. That's what kind of messed him up. But yeah, that was, <laughs> I hated that game, yeah, and I and I love and I, and everyone knows like I, we've had Monty Williams on the show. I love Monty. Like I think he's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that I'm not. I wasn't a fan of that. You know what I'm saying? It just wasn't. I think that was a mistake. Yeah, I, I think we can all say that. <laughs> I think we all saw that too. I mean, it's easy to, it's, yeah, it's easy to say it now because we lost. But even during the finals, I was like, man, you gotta take eight off. You gotta take them off, bro. Help defend the lead crowd on. Yeah. My thing is that once when you when you when I, I get why you tried it, you know what I'm saying? Like, but mm-hmm. he just he just isn't capable of executing that plan he just wasn't and yeah. and you saw it early yeah there you go and you saw it early you saw it so it was like you like you said like putting crowder on him would have been a little bit better but again i'm not gonna go ham on uh on monty monty didn't monty's a, it's just a classy dude no, no, i love monty he's such a classy I'm, dude I'm man i know man such a classy dude man just i i, I love everything about what he represents as represents as a coach to be honest with you all right um so you know, the Brooklyn Nets, like, they got everybody back. You know what I'm saying? Like, like last year, the Bucks got past them because certain people went down. Let's just keep the buck. All right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's the people went down, and that's why 
They kind of got past Brooklyn. So does so in your opinion, in the East, are the Brooklyn Nets the favorites or is it still the Milwaukee Bucks because they're defending champions? Um, I'm, me personally, I think the Nets are the favorite, gotcha. but I also think the Nets can be beat in a series. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I do. I mean, it would take some help, maybe an injury here or there, <laughs> excuse me, here or there, or maybe lack of execution yeah. from them. But I do think, as far as favorites go, the Nets to me are, um, to me, the undisputed best team in the East. Even though the Bucks did beat them in a series, I'm not trying to disrespect the Bucks here. Keep it a buck. I just personally think the Nets, um, yeah. are a better team than the Bucks. And also going yeah. into next season, I feel like the the Bucks got slightly worse because I do think T J Tucker was huge for them yeah. in this playoff. Easily. I don't think I don't yeah. think they would have beaten the Suns without T J Tucker. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't think they would have beaten the Nets without T J Tucker. So yeah. um I think losing him is that grit that they needed and that that extra, you know, that extra playoff intensity that you need in those very important games. It gives them an extra little swag, which I feel like they're going to lose a little bit. Yeah. And, um, you never know. They might have a championship hangover. You never know. I mean, I mean, I, I'll, I'll disrespect the Bucks all. I'll do it. I'm fine with it. I think the Bucks for the <laughs> loss to Milwaukee. I think they were, and I'm not, and I, I'm not, and I didn't think, uh, Brooklyn was going to go to the, um, the championship. I thought Brooklyn was probably going to lose to Philly, but Philly got beat by Atlanta anyway. But, um, yeah. I'm not, I don't, I think, I mean, from what I saw, I mean, at first I was telling folks like, yo, I, I told folks I thought Milwaukee would match up decent against Brooklyn. I said that initially. And then when I saw, uh, game, when I saw again, the first two, the first, the first couple games, when you just saw Kevin Durant and then you had a hobble and they were doing it, basically doing it with Pat, with dudes that were hurt. I was like, yo, like, all right. Then when you lost, I think, then Harden go down. First, or did Kyrie go down? How did how? Who, what was the order of people getting hurt? Was it Kyrie first? Or? Um, Harden went down first. Did Harden all right. So all right. So yeah, when and then Kyrie. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. when Kyrie got oh, hurt. No, 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 no. I think it was actually maybe it was Kyrie. Now I'm forgetting now. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> like one of them dude. Like when it was when we just two of the three and the two were just rocking. I was like, all right, yeah, they they have no. Ch- I think it was I think it was Harden first, then Kyrie. Now I think about it. So when yeah. Kyrie and Harden, Kyrie and KD were going. They had no answer. They were just rocking them. They were killing them. It wasn't even funny. Like it was killing them. And then when Kyrie went down, then 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 you know Kevin Durant had to be special, right? And then Harden wasn't even a hundred percent. Harden wasn't even close to being a hundred percent. What man? Harden probably wasn't even sixty percent. To be honest with you, but he was just playing basketball. Yep. And they still competed. You know what I'm saying with you, with Kevin. And we talked about it on Twitter. Like all you said, all Kevin Durant had to do is be special for whatever a couple games. And the dude was he was special. He was special. <laughs> he was special. It just he had to do a lot of work. He did. I had to do a lot of work. So it's to me, it was like, all right, if you get that team, that two of the three beats you pretty easy. I could say that. I feel confident in saying that two of the three beats you can pretty easy. All three. I don't think you. I don't think you got a chance. Like I don't think you got a chance. Just saying. I mean, you. They're champions. And that's what happens sometimes in, in championship runs. But I'm just saying, like, if they healthy, do you do shit? I, I can't put you over. I can't put you over Brooklyn. Yeah, and honestly, I was never. I, me personally, I was never that high on the Bucks um, throughout the season last year. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm very happy to, happy for them that they had that run. Yeah. But honestly, if if, if I'm being true to myself and I'm yeah. being honest, yeah. I was wrong about this, but. 
I even picked the Heat to beat them in the first round. Yeah, I know. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it was actually I was actually impressed with them that they actually got uh, actually really stomped on the Heat in the yeah. first round. But the Heat were kind of hobbled yeah. in that series too, and they were never right the entire. They weren't right so, that year. They just um, they lost their whole identity yeah. for they like their whole. Yeah. The thing that got them to the the finals the the year before, like Tyler Hero wasn't the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, like Duncan Robinson was like about to say, but and Jimmy Butler was kind of like in and out due to injury. But them dudes weren't. They just weren't the same squad. Like I agree, they weren't the same squad. They're gonna be the same squad this year though, because everybody like they got the same dudes now. <laughs> yeah, I like them this year. Yeah, they tough. I ain't gonna lie. They, they, I like, I like when a team knows their identity and gets players to yeah. fit their identity. That's what I like about what they did. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So and uh, a great coach. And yeah, here I gotta give credit where credit's due. Like when he first I, I think I said this to you before, but when he first got to Miami, even with LeBron and even a little bit after LeBron, um no, before LeBron, um, I just wasn't a big fan. You know, but you know, I feel like he's the he's a dude that just got awesome. Like he got better. Like you can see it too. Like you experience is everything, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, he's just like he, he he's 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 definitely a top five coach to me. Like, cause he, you can give him little and he can win with it, to be honest with you. You just gotta play his style. He reminds me of, he, to me, he's like a young Pat Riley. Um, I can see it just, just he, cause his, his players play with such toughness. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they all know their roles too. They know, but there's no ego. You know, your star doesn't have an ego. You know what I'm saying? So everybody plays a role. Like, he'll let your, your star player is cool with letting Bam Adebayo eat or cool with Tyler Hero. You know, being a leading scorer or, you know, Duncan Robinson getting buckets. You know what I'm saying? And that, that, that to me, that sets the tone. And everybody wants to play with you when you're like that. You know what I'm saying? So I just think they got a, they got a solid mob. They annoy, they, they annoy the hell out of me, but they got a solid squad though. Real solid squad. <laughs> I like them though. They're scrappy. <laughs> they are. They tough. That's, they remind me, they, they kind of, again, when I mean Miami Heat, they remind me of the old school Miami Heat with Zoe and Tim Hardaway because they play with attitude. Oh, they love that team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a Georgetown dude, so I'm always gonna I'm always gonna rock with Zoe. Um, <laughs> PJ Brown on PJ there. Brown, you already know. You already know. Look at you. You already know. Hey, so yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you got Clay coming back, return game against the Lakers. How do you expect Clay to look coming back to the league? Um, I think a lot of people are, are overrating Clay. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie. Some of these people is really getting a little out of control. Like the man's been out of basketball for two years. These people are putting Golden State as like the number two seed, three seed, and I'm like, hold on, did they, y'all forget they didn't even make the playoffs last hey. year in a career year from for Steph? It's not like Steph was playing mediocre last year. That was a career. That was a, that was a good year, year though. Last year. Yeah, that was a good year though. Hey, yeah, it was a phenomenal year. That and was. They couldn't even make it. But they are deeper now, bro. Like real talk. Like he got they them are. young boys. They got. I'm. If, if to they me, are. Steve Kerr, if he just if he just coach it right, they can. And I don't even want to say, but they could be real, dog. Like they could really be real. They can. They can. I'm not. I'm. I'm with you though. I'm with you though. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What Go ahead. Oh, I, I would say I, I do like the pickup of Iguodala as well coming back to them because not only because of the significance of him, only because that they can go back to playing that 2015 style uh-huh. uh, with exactly. him and Draymond. So that actually, with that, is, with the addition of Clay, uh-huh. will be really good. But Clay is not expected to be back, I think, until Christmas, anyway. So, okay. Um, I think he still has to have some time 
to get his footing together, to get his game speed in, to get mm-hmm. his reps in. So I still am not saying they're not going to make the playoffs because they are. They mm-hmm. better make the playoffs. They better. But two, two seed, they got to hold off on that. I think they'll be like a maybe four, five seed, yeah. four, five, six, something like that. I got them at. I got them too. I'm going I'm, I'm to keep this a buck. They should have made the playoffs last year, and they should have been better than they were last they year. Should've. And they should have been better than they were last year. And the reason why I say that, this is why I, I tell folks that Steve Kerr is like, if it ain't perfect, if the situation isn't perfect, he ain't, he, ain't, he ain't the greatest coach. Because to be real with you, like you got like young boy from um my guy, what's his name? Uh, the the the, the big Wiseman, huh? Wiseman. Wiseman's a beast, and you you were messing with that kid. Like he was messing with that kid. Like the the people he had starting over him at times. Like that's insulting. Like it, it was insulting. <laughs> it really was. It was insulting. Like Looney. Looney. At games, you were like, "Come on, don't do that." Like that's ins- Looney is trash. Like I don't, I don't like calling NBA players trash, but I, all right, let me tell you. Every NBA player is talented. He would bust my ass. I'm gonna keep that a buck. He bust my ass. But <laughs> like in the in the scheme of the NBA, like bro, like nah, you not even close to that kid. That kid. Scratches his fingernails and is already better than you. That's how good that kid is compared to you. And like, that was insulting. Like, there's a, even Draymond Green messing with that. Draymond, again, that kid is way more talented than you, Draymond. You can talk a good game, but I have a lot. Like, Steve Kerr, coach that, coach, bro. Just coach. Like, coach. That's all I'm asking. Just coach. He gets a lot of credit. A lot of credit, man. He gets too much credit. Like, to your point, Steph had a career year. We've seen teams with less win games. John Morant deals has what on his squad? Like, John Morant has what on his squad, bruh? And he's winning games being Ja. Like, and not to say, and I'm I'm just saying that at turn, so I'm just giving credit to the to Memphis Grizzlies coach. Look at what, you have Wiggins. I mean, I know people, they ill on Wiggins, but that's still like a good defensive player. That's probably 17, 18 points from a good defensive player. You got, you got Steph. Um, you got, you got enough. The way Steph was scoring, you have enough. Like, just to, to, to get to the postseason, you got enough. Uh, so I don't want to, like, I'm with you, like, to a certain extent, like, yeah, we'll, let's just see what, what, what Steve Kerr does with Clay comes back. That's how I want to, that's what I want to see. Cause it, it may be, just be a comfort thing. He just may need Clay. He just may need two of the best shooters in the world on one team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how he can coach. You know what I'm saying? You're listening to the Urban Sports Inc. part of Empire Media. That's AmpireMedia.com. Right now, I'm rapping with host of the Above the Rim podcast, Just Blaze. All right, there are five Christmas games uh, on the docket. You have the Hawks versus the Knicks, Celtics versus the Bucks, Warriors versus the Suns, Nets versus the Lakers, Mavs versus the Jazz. Which is your favorite game on Christmas Day? Mmm. Ah, well, I have to go maybe a two-way tie right. because I do want to see, I do want to see that Nets and Lakers. Everybody does. Don't, 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 don't play yourself. <laughs> <laughs> don't play yourself. <laughs> I, we know you want to see the Warriors and Suns, but don't, don't, come on, man. You just, just, it, just it is what it is. You I want... definitely want to see that match. <laughs> but I need, I need the intensity to be there in that game. Yeah. That's what I really need, that I feel Nets you. and Lakers, because I'm praying the intensity, but you know the thing about the game, there isn't enough animosity. Yeah, to me. And that's I true. like games with this animosity, rivalry game. Like, low-key, the Hawks. Bro, that's what I was going to tell you. Bro, that was it for me. I ain't going to lie to you. That's the game, bro. <laughs> and, and it's in Madison. And I know that's why it's going to be like that. It's the- <laughs> 
like people are sleeping on that game because low key that might have the the most intensity yeah. out of all of the X, yeah. all of the Christmas Day games. So yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like those three the most. Yeah. The game, the Hawks and Knicks, and the Nets and Lakers. But I just need the, all of them to have a little bit of intensity, and hopefully that people are healthy um, by then. Yeah, I, we'll I, see. Yeah. Um, that everyone's healthy at that time because. Mm. I know Russ is gonna bring it, but I'm I'm a little worried about everybody else having that that playoff feel so early in the season. I think that you know, I mean, LeBron typically has like some type of. I think LeBron and Kevin Durant have are gonna bring some type of intense and Kyrie too because of the LeBron aspect, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, Kevin Durant, LeBron, it's always like that little thing like who's better or whatever. And Kyrie, LeBron is just. It's like that for us, but sometimes they don't feel that. They way. Some, I know that's facts. That's facts. I do. I I believe that. I do yeah. agree with you. I do think to your. I wish. You know what? I kind of wish the Hawks Knicks game was like at prime time. Cause I just feel like that game would be it. Like I, it would be it because there's so much, there's so much shade, so much pettiness and shade. You know what I'm saying? Like Clay, I mean, because because yeah. you got Trey doing a little iceberg. It's so much, man. It is so much. It would be per- in the garden. It would give me the Reggie Miller versus the Knicks vibe. It would be a great. That would be a very. That would be a great yeah. Christmas game. I mean, a prime time Christmas game for real. Like for real. Yeah. It would. I'm not gonna lie. Trey Young really silenced that MSG crowd. He got Yeah, he did, credit. man. He did, and he and he did it with the swag to make it like you said to have that heat. You know what I'm saying? Like he did it with that yeah. type of swag. Now I'm with you, bro. You kind of like you kind of put me over the top. Which player? What player are you surprised didn't get the Christmas Christmas Day game? Um. I'm not. I'm actually not surprised about okay. anybody who didn't okay. get the Christmas game. I know some people were talking about that the Joker should have gotten a playoff game uh, because I mean uh, Christmas, a game. Christmas game because it was MVP. MVP but yeah. I don't really care about that. I don't really care about that because he got sweat. He got sweat. Man's got sweat. So yeah. he had to me. He had no business in the second round. Yeah. To me, the Blazers choked that series. They mm-hmm. should have won, in my opinion. But um, I don't really care that he didn't get that Christmas game because he got sweat. He got swept up out of here by the streets. MVP. Yeah. CP. So. Yep. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm 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 good with the Christmas Day game. I would like to see Ja, but on a on. A, on I always want to see Ja, man. But I know he always has great games. But he needs Jha. another marquee teammate, I guess, with him. He does, man. You know, Ja's one of my favorite point guards, dude. It's just uh, I would love to see Ja in a big game. People surprised Zion isn't in in there. I mean, I, I mean, Zion's like yeah. mutsy TV, but I mean, you do got to win to a certain extent. Um. Yeah, I, I'm with you with Ja. I, I, I'm surprised Dame wasn't in, in it. I mean, we 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 getting all this Dame love. Oh yes, Dame, I'm surprised yeah, Dame ain't in it though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We talk about Dame probably being arguably a top three player for real. I mean, just that he important. And people could say he won. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like we get John to that point. Signorella. You know what I'm saying? Like I just feel like uh, that at the particular point in time, we have to kind of look at that situation. I think my other guest is here, but I'm, so we're gonna have to go to. We're about to uh, end the second mile anyway. But I just feel like, um, like Dame is, Dame is that dude. You know what I'm saying? So it is with. Hey, but uh, hey, homie, thanks for being on. Before I let you go, man, let our listeners know. When the next podcast, the next next pod episode is going down, and how they can catch you on social media. Yes, sir, my brother. Uh, well, first and foremost, appreciate you for the invite as always. It's always a pleasure to talk boots with you, my brother. You know it. Um, next episode, next episode will be out tomorrow. I just recorded one last Ooh, night bet. with my boy Big Dave. Love it. Um, <laughs> we're doing a whole um off season recap for the Chicago Bulls, giving us our uh, our opinions on the grades of 
grades on their offseason and how their new additions of DeRozan and Lonzo fit. So look out for that episode. Uh, follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513, J-U-S-D-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. IG is the same. Appreciate you again, my brother. Thanks a lot for the invite. Oh, uh, you know, hey, man, shoot me that, shoot me when that pod, when that, when you drop it so I can share it and listen to it myself. Cause, you know, I want to hear yeah, about Lonzo. You know, I like Lonzo. Lonzo, my gosh. You don't want to hear about Lonzo. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I do my Lakers, when I do my Lakers off-season recap, I want you on. Oh, I'm, I'm on there. You know it. I'm on it already. You don't got to say nothing but a word to me, yes, man. Sir. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, man. Take it easy, man. Appreciate you as always. You know it. Take it easy. All right. You too, brother. All right. Take it easy. All right. All Thank right. you. All right, make sure you follow Just Blaze on Twitter. That's at Just Blaze underscore 513. All right, you guys shocked the world and defeated my dude, Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Boxing expert Johnny Cigarella will join the show to talk about the aftermath of this upset after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports thing for ages. You dig? Deuces. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Kujay with a triumphant comeback. For us, but tonight, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. What's up with the fear? Making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom, explosion. Overpowering, over the competition. I'm towering, wreck his shot. When I drop these lyrics that'll make you call the cops. Don't you dare. Listening to the Urban Sports Same with Monsabole. Will T and Ray are out. You hear me playing L.O. Cool James. Mama said knock you out. And it was like Pacquiao didn't get knocked out, but it seemed like he was he could have got knocked out. But anyway, <laughs> the Urban Sports Scene is part of Ampire Media. That's AmpireMedia.com. Alright, so I mentioned it before in the break, but right now we have boxing expert Johnny Stignarello on the line. Johnny, what's up, my man? How's it going? Thank you for having me on, bro. You know, I mean, everything's going good. You know, I, I was talking to you before, you know, during the break, and you know, I'm I'm good, but I'm a little sad that Manny lost and, and and lost the way he did. But let me get last Saturday, uh, Jordinus Ugas defeated my man Pacquiao to retain his WBA welterweight championship belt. What were your thoughts on the fight? I want to just put that out there first. What were your thoughts on the fight? <laughs> first first of all, I just got to start with this. I had to eat a lot of crow because I was overly confident. Um, even on my own podcast, I was talking to a Fox News mm-hmm. broadcaster, and he's like, you know, does Ugas have a chance? And I said, 
Well, you know, there's a word in Italian called Ugas, which means nothing. He ain't got nothing. But it turns out he landed 59% of his punches on Manny Pacquiao. Oh, God. When did you ever see Manny Pacquiao get hit so much? Oh, my God. And I, I tell you what, Ugas came in. He brought the good. Mm -hmm. He fought from a proper distance. You could tell that Manny had a hard time from the distance. Yes. And when have you ever seen Manny Pacquiao miss so many punches? He missed so um, many fights. So many fight punches. So many. I had it eight rounds to four. I could see it uh, going nine rounds to three mm -hmm. or ten to two. I mean, Ugas just totally blew him out. You got to understand the Vegas sports book mm -hmm. had this fight at a negative 400 for Pacquiao. He was that much of a favorite. Eighth division champion. You know, mm -hmm. uh, started his career at 100 pounds, under 100 pounds, and, uh, you know, has over 70 fights, 42 years old. But it's like he tried. He tried his butt off. But I tell you what, like, Ugas came in with the game plan. Yeah. Pacquiao could not make the adjustments. Yeah, man, it just, what they say, father time is undefeated. Um, 10, I had it 10 2, um, and I'm deemed a Pacquiao homer. Uh, it was crazy, man. It was just like the jab. He couldn't get past his jab. Um, it's just, he just couldn't make, he could get close. Like you said, he couldn't get close. And then when he did get close, he would have a little rally, but he would have like, he would miss about four of the punches and hit one. It wasn't like he was hitting like multiple, multiple punches. He would miss a bunch of them and just hit him one and hit him once. And, you know, it's not like Pac, he's older. It's not like he has the same amount of power he had. You know, like six years ago or some, or, or even longer than that. So it's just, it's just, it's crazy. Um, he had a great game plan. Ugas had a great game plan. Um, and you know, it just, it hurts my soul to see Manny Pacquiao lose because again, like you, I was uber confident. I didn't think he was going to lose no Ugas. I, I, we had a, we did a, we did a, we did a, we did a preview uh, of the fight prior and it was like, we know everybody dismissed it. On the show, Will Ray, when they were, we all dismissed it. Like, all right, man, this, this, this is nothing. Like, this is going to be bad for Bob. Like, like, we were all depressed that Earl Spence couldn't fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all we kept talking about. Like, uh, Earl mm -hmm. has a fighting. Um, this is just a, a throw. No, who, who's Ugas? That's what everybody kept saying. Who's Ugas? Like, who's worried about Ugas? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's a guy that, you know, he was robbed when, when he fought, uh, Sean Porter. Should have had a W when he beat, when he played, when he fought Sean Porter. Um, so, I mean, he's a talented boxer. He's skilled. Everyone knows that. But, you know, we weren't, we weren't, folks weren't looking at him to beat Manny. <laughs> well, I mean, cause you look at the record, if you handicap it, I mean, Ugas is 22 and four, you know, I think it was 21 and four, yeah. 12 KOs going into the fight. So he doesn't seem like a big puncher, but he certainly looked like a big puncher he that did. night. He did. Manny Pacquiao has an experience of over 70 fights. Yeah. I mean, beat Hatton, Cotto, oh. Marquez, uh, Barrera, yeah. Morales, Morales, Morales yeah. on eight division oh. champions, which has never been done. So you figure, like, it's a wrap. It doesn't matter. He could be 137 years old. Yeah. Like they talk about when coming to America. Joe Lewis, 137. Yeah. You know, here's what's up. It, it's. <laughs> It's Manny Pacquiao, but um, I never seen him get hit so hard. Me either. Um, and beaten up so bad. Like the thing is, like people will say, well, the Marquez knockout was bad in the fourth fight, but that's like a, that was a no. One -hitter but that was one, one punch, though. Yeah, that's different. That was one punch. He, he looked yeah. good in that fight. He just got hit with one. Like that in that fight, Pacquiao actually looked good. He just got hit with that one. Right. Like in that Marquez that, fight, he looked good. He just got hit with the one. This fight, to your point. 
he was getting hit so often and he wasn't even moving. He wasn't moving well. And I'd say, I don't think he was hurt. He just wasn't moving. No head movement. He just did, he didn't even look spry. Like he didn't look like Manny, to be honest with you. And I, and I'm not talking that up to injury or nothing. I'm talking that up to age. It just, it is what it is. Like I'm going to say it again. Father Tom is undefeated. Like this is the first time that I actually watched Manny Pacquiao and it was like, Oh, you look old. <laughs> like this is the first time. He got hit a lot. Ex- ex- he got a, lot. Hit a lot. Like, absolutely yeah it I just was telling people that hadn't seen it i was like he got hit so many times yes like who got so credit to him that game plan was, was great no it was a great game plan man yeah it was a great game plan he came in that fight ready if he wasn't ready then yeah we could i feel like even a rusty i mean a pacquiao that type of pacquiao would still be able to beat ugas but he definitely had the game plan so what do you think i i just want to ask this question how mad do you think earl spence is right now like he could have had this Pacquiao. How <laughs> he? I'm serious. Like he just messed up the churches. His eye has messed up the church's money. Like there, real there talk. Is no doubt. <laughs> there, there is there is no doubt in my mind. Earl Spence is sitting there. I'm like, man, you know, because I, I think that you know what's next for Ugas is like we talked about Porter, maybe a rematch with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Crawford, Spence, like mm-hmm. those, those are the top players at the weight category. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, the thing is for Spence, if, if he's going to face, um, you know, Ugas, the problem there is he's not going to make Manny Pacquiao money that he would have made. Exactly. So that's, that's the bummer. It <laughs> is. I'm serious. That's what I'm saying. It's not even, a, you know, it's, it's not even about who's the better fighter at this point in time in their career. It's about. Like if you would be if he didn't beat Pacquiao, it didn't even matter. But it. it wouldn't even matter if Pacquiao looked bad against Earl Spence, right? It wouldn't even matter. It would be like it'd be already over because the gate would have been amazing, right? <laughs> like the pay per view buys have been insane. Oh, um, and he would have got he would have got that he would have got that many eyes looking at him. He would have had the Pacquiao fan base eyes looking at him. And if he had did that with how big of a star he is, I mean, well, he's becoming because he's, he's he's to me he's teetering like superstar boxer right you beat a manny pacquiao that you're on a whole different level now you're on that i call it a different tax bracket when you beat manny pacquiao when you're when you're actually a star you're like you're in a different tax bracket so now like he's he missed out on that no one i mean ugas beat manny pacquiao now the whole thing is that manny look old i mean manny should retire but it's not like oh we're gonna uplift ugas because he beat manny pacquiao you know what i'm saying if earl spence beats manny pacquiao it's a different story you know the narrative is different so, and then for him, like, all that talk about Bud, oh, man, like, I don't need you. Well, bro, I don't even know what you need now because you're not getting that Pacquiao money. <laughs> you're not getting the Pacquiao money. You know, and, and the thing is, what's crazy is the judges actually got it right. They the did. They the did. Pacquiao, I was, like, waiting there. I'm like, please get it right. Yeah. Ukos definitely deserves to win this thing. You know, and I know it's going to take money out of a lot of people's pockets out mm-hmm. here in Vegas or promoters in in general. But I'm like, you know, and I, I like that Manny accepted it and understood it. And he knew. You could tell. He like, knew. Did you see him breathing in between rounds? Yeah, like, he's really heavy. Heavy. He's breathing heavy. Huge observation that I had. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time I really saw the father time really catch up because yeah. there was other times where during the fight, he showed a lot of energy. He did, yeah. And I sounds... think he tried to explode too early, and Ugas just knew how to fight him. Yeah. After the first round, the adjustment was in that second round. That yeah. was the game changer, in my opinion. Mm. 
And Ugas has started that distance and mm-hmm. that range. And if you notice, like, things, like, not to like Paul Abdul here, but, you know, you take one step forward, take two steps back. <laughs> what he would do is Ugas would shoot a jab. Yeah. And then he would take two steps back. back. Yeah. And then people were like, yeah, man, people were like, you know, you know, he, Ugas moved around too much. I'm like, what fight were you watching? He stood there the whole time. He moved. He, he stood there the whole time. He didn't move an owl. He, he didn't move. move. He didn't move. And he hit. He hit. <laughs> he did his job. And he hit it with hooks. He didn't get hit. He didn't get hit. I don't think. No, I thought Ugas was. The, he was in the. He was in the pit. He was in danger. Like he the was pocket. there. Yeah. He was there. He was in the pit. I mean, he, I mean, he gave Pacquiao opportunity to to to, to hit him. Uh, but he, he he used his jab pretty well. And to your point. Like he countered well, um, and also he hit that hook, you know, kept landing. Um, there was just so much that he did mm-hmm. in that fight that you know that you know look when you look at it, like he brought the fight. Now he was he did his job, like he did what he was supposed to do, like he did whatever what what he went to camp for, he executed. Put it that way, he executed it. So now nah, Ugas had a great game plan. I, I don't. He boxed. He did his he did his job. I I felt like you know looking at Pacquiao. To your point, yeah, he there were so many things in that fight. It just it just he just wasn't he wasn't Manny, you know what I'm saying? Like, but but to your point though, he he did tr- use a lot of energy. But I think Ugas, like especially them hooks, I think it was getting the Pacquiao. And a couple of times, I thought he was gonna knock Pacquiao down because he stumbled. He, he stumbled him a couple of times, uh, but you know he didn't he didn't close it. But I thought a couple of times, I was like, oh, I'm scared for Pacquiao. I think he may go down in the late rounds. One hundred percent. Yeah, I saw that around like, round seven. Yeah, I thought like, same eight. thing. I was like, oh, oh okay, okay. I was like, okay, because he was like landing. Ugas was landing so clean. Yes. And the thing about Ugas, like, I mean, I, if you have seen his face, uh, the picture that he posted. Oh yeah, on, I saw uh, it. Today, I saw it. He got swelled up. He got swelled he up. Got yep. Yeah. He got swelled up. He yes. Just, it just shows a chin for Pacquiao to deal with what he dealt with. I give him a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. Let's face facts. Ugas is a big boy. Yes. Like when they got in there, I was like, okay, like you know, what you know, you can't really um, assess something until you actually see it in mm-hmm. front of you. For yeah. the most part, you can kind of have like a little idea of what's going on. But when they like squared off around one, I'm like, Ugas is a big boy for one forty seven. Yeah, he was. He was yeah, no. I know he was big. He a big dude. And, uh, it, it was a fun fight. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me, where, where does Manny Pacquiao go from here? Yes, but I asked you that. Go ahead. Um, yeah, go for I, it. I, I think that's it, man. You know. Is like, it, right? I, I think that, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's it. Yeah, that, that's that's enough. Like, um, you know, the Spence thing would have been a nice out. I, I think Spence would have beat him that night. I think it's obvious yeah. that uh, Manny's, like, slipped a little bit yeah. and – you know, I mean, he went through a lot of different weight classes, fought a lot of great fighters, yeah. and uh, he's got a lot of passion for it. He has clean habits. He doesn't, like, burn himself out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, what do you got to prove, man? Yeah. He's got a beautiful family. He's got all these children. It's, like, time to step away. I agree. I just think that Maddie should retire. I mean, and no one's going to – like, they're not going to look at this loss like, oh, it's tarnishing the Manny Pacquiao legacy. Um, again, you're 40 some odd years old fighting a younger fighter. Um, it is, it, it, for all the time, I mean this, you know, it's undefeated. You know, sometimes when you, when you're fighting with some of the younger guys in the game at that age, you know what I mean? This is, this is what's supposed to happen. You know, not everybody's Floyd Mayweather, right? 
<laughs> um, so, you know, this is, this is, it is what it is. I mean, you know, and he has nothing to be ashamed of. Still one of the greatest boxers to ever, ever lace up the gloves. So to me, you know, he should be, he should retire. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it is what it is. It would have been dope to have him fight Earl, but I feel like, you know, fighting Earl now or fighting Bud or whoever now, it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't hold the same weight. You know it's what I'm saying? Scary. It's scary. It you know would be saying? scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, it would be scary. Like, yeah, you don't want that. We don't want I that. Mean, and the thing is, Surefire Hall of Fame, of course. you know, uh, you'd walk in and all the great thrills he's given us uh-huh. over the years. Like, you know, we got to give him props. And, the thing is, he was fighting top-level guys yeah. at the end of his career. Definitely. You know, and, and Keith Thurman, super competitive against him. But I, I, I honestly think that, uh, you know, Father Time caught up in the about two-year layoff or maybe even plus that two That too. Keith Thurman. I think that kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah. You know, and then I get, I get a question asked. Ask is him. that people say about Ugas, they're yeah. like, you know, well, he's younger than Pocky. I'm like, the homeboy's 35 years old. 35, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, so he's no spring chicken. Oh, not at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at all. And he had a year-long layoff. Mm-hmm. But he came in there, and he took the opportunity of a lifetime. Like, that's his that's his Rocky movie. Yeah, definitely. That, that's his Eminem moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I like that. Lose, I like that comparison. That's his lose, like, lose yourself so, moment. Bro. Like, well, one time. Like, <laughs> oh Lord, I love it. I love it. He, I love you too, man. Oh that's man. Hey, but that, that's his lose yourself moment. Like, mm-hmm. and may, maybe he goes beyond that. Uh, you, you know? Yeah, maybe. Uh, and. and I think about the confidence. If you're if you're a fighter and you beat Manny Pacquiao in that fashion, yeah. I don't care if Manny Pacquiao is can I go back to 137 yeah, years old. You feel good. I don't care how old he is. You're confident. You, he's still good. He's still Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. He's, I don't want to fight Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, I agree. No, oh, I agree. I don't want to fight him. No, I agree. I'm with you. I'm feel like you. There's, <laughs> there's definitely added confidence, right? You feel you feel he feels he probably feels unbeatable right now, right? And a guy, a boxer yep. that feels that type of way, you know what I mean? Like, is a dangerous boxer. So, who's gonna want to fight? Who's gonna want to fight him? I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's a good question. Like, what's next for Ugas though? Who? What, what's next for him? Is it like a Bud Crawford? Because this word now, Bud's gonna probably fight. Um, it's probably gonna. Well, they're, gonna, they're trying to have Bud fight Sean Porter. So. Well, you know, what I'm saying. Oh, that—that's a dream fight. Yeah, they said that they're trying to put the purse uh, out there already, so ooh. they're trying to force that for Bud Sean Porter. So, if that fight happens, what is Ugas waiting out, waiting out for the winner, or or he maybe he's not waiting for that? I think it's supposed to happen. They're starting the bidding out on in September. So, if that fight does happen, you just say roughly happens in October or something like that. If this fight hap- that fight happens, what is Ugas? Does Ugas wait for the winner, or Ugas has somebody else to, to fight? Because I don't think Earl's going to be Earl's going to be held gr- anytime soon. It's a great question, and for uh, my answer, mm-hmm. you're absolutely correct. I think uh, first of all, Porter and Crawford is a great uh, matchup mm-hmm. of completely different styles, mm-hmm. and would be so exciting to watch. And you know, I love Terrence Crawford. I love Sean Porter. And that would be one oh heck of a fight to watch, man. Like, I, I, that would just be, like, one of the greatest fights of my life. I would just be so engaged in that. Um, I think Ugas goes for Spence. Uh, Spence was scheduled to face Pacquiao. Logically, Ugas beat um, Pacquiao. Yeah. Pacquiao was supposed to get Spence 
had he got past, you know, uh, his assignment this uh-huh. past weekend. And so naturally, I think that Spence is going to have to fight him. Yeah. Uh, Ugas. I, I wonder if he's going to have to fight him. Yeah. I think he should. I just wonder how, will he be healthy in time? That's the whole thing with him. That eye, like, will it be healthy in time? Will he be cleared to fight Ugas in time? Yeah, I mean, we had swelling for Ugas. We have an eye complication with Spence. Yeah. Um, they did the right thing, obviously, pulling him out. Yeah. Like, he had injuries in there. And, uh, you know, but the thing about, you know, Spence is he's still young. He can recoup. He can That's recover. That's he, true. Can, he can bounce. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope know, he does, man, because I don't. I do not want his career to be ended I early. Him. I do not want his career to be ended early because of the eye issues. Because we've seen it in the past, like I an eye issue, like the retina. I think it's an issue with the retina. Like that can that plays a part. That plays a lot, and, and, and that play that that can hurt hinder you in your boxing career. I know it's different from like uh, Kell Brook because his issue is like an orbital. He always has orbital bone issues. Orbital bone, um, yeah. But uh, Margarito, Margar- yeah, also, yeah, yeah. So I just, I just, I just pray that you know this is this is just like a small thing. All he can do is rest, you know, get have the procedure, get it taken care of, and you know he's able to still fight without feeling like it's a handicap. Yeah, that that's the thing. You know, you want to be careful. And the thing about Spence is that a he's got a dynamic personality. Mm-hmm. B he's a great fighter. Yes, I love watching him fight. Me too. Like we were talking about range and distance earlier about you know what Ugas was doing, and this is why I think it'd be a really intriguing fight. Both guys could box incredibly well. Yeah, and you know that th- that always makes for a good fight. Like mm. it's going to be a little bit. I would think that that would be a chess match, but. The thing about Spence is that what I like is that, you know, he, he's got a, a lot of levels to his game. Definitely. Like, he's on the next level. I, yeah. Uh, he's I on the next level, man. Yep. I know. But I, when he goes out there, he's always game-changing. He's yeah. always throwing you off, but he sticks to the fundamentals at mm-hmm. the same time, which is brilliant. Which people, really? which people sleep on. I mean, they, they look at him because they see – what it is is that, when they, especially when they compare him to Bud Crawford – and they look at what you know, Bud switching Southpaw. That's what everybody gets kind of fixated with. And, and he's a great boxer. Bud's amazing. Um, but you know, they 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 harp on that, so therefore they don't kind of recognize they don't recognize Earl's skill, like in comparison, right? Because people always, when they watch boxing, they always get so infatuated with somebody. Oh, he can switch to he can go salt, he can go Southpaw, go right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, all right, well, yeah, he can do that, and that's great. And he's great at it. And he's good. He's, he's super skilled. But there's there's other levels to to Earl's. Earl's style of boxing, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different levels because it gets Mikey. Because when you look at it, like the whole fight with Mikey Garcia, and again, granted, Post are gonna probably they're gonna try to discount what he did with Mike to Mikey Garcia, but because they thought he was just gonna beat up Mikey Garcia in terms of take going to the body and and killing his body because Earl is such a dynamic body puncher. But um, but he showed you that he can box from the outside because he wanted to show you that, like he wanted to show you that he can do it all. So he can, he's like you mm-hmm. said, he's multi-level. Like this, he's not just a dude that initially, okay, he's just a crippling body puncher. There's so much more that's involved with Earl Spence. Cause people forget, like I've, I, it's funny cause I, I, I stated this before. Like I remember before I even saw Earl Spence fight before, you know, boxing got political with like, oh, if, you, if you're on this network or you're on this promotion, you can't talk up somebody. Um, when Max was, when Max Kellerman was on HBO, you know, because HBO was pretty much just ranking boxers without the politics and stuff. Uh, he was like, Max was like, 
Yo, Earl Smith, Earl Smith is the best young boxer in the game. <laughs> he said this, yeah. right? So, so it let, it let, it let me know already that this kid has always been dynamic. You know what I mean? Like in terms of a boxer and a power puncher. Dynamic is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. And also his focus. If you watch Earl Spence in the ring, mm-hmm. his level of focus is absolutely amazing. Like, even if he's having a bad round or whatever, yeah. like, he's engaged. He's mm-hmm. looking. He's always, you know, he's not showing. He's got a great poker face. Yeah. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very good at at selling what it is he's doing. And um, I love the, the distance he uses because, I mean, with boxing and, and, you know, a lot of sports, it's all about, like, distance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about, like, uh, you know, how how are you, uh, you know, getting in there and engaging, uh, especially in combat sports. And for him, he's extremely amazing at it. He's very explosive. He knows how to move on the back foot. Mm-hmm. And then he knows how to also counter off the back foot and get close to you. And next thing you know, you're fighting a long-distance range fighter, and then you have someone on the inside that is all of a sudden coming at you. And mm-hmm. that's what Spence does. And that that's very deceiving. That's very intimidating. Manny Pacquiao would have had a significantly hard time if he had fought Spence on that night oh, yeah. with Earl Spence at his best. Yeah, we may have been really bad. For man, him. we would have. <laughs> I mean, we may have been saying R.I.P. Manny. <laughs> It would have been rough. It would have been it. That speaking of a freaking horror movie, that would have been something terrible. That would have been like a put him to sleep type of. Oh my god, I'm glad I wouldn't see. I'm glad that didn't happen. I mean, sometimes you kind of. Me too. I I mean, for Manny, I'm happy that didn't happen. Now when I when I look at it, I'm like, I know you know people are upset. Not upset, but you know, losing the Ugas isn't the way you want a Manny go out. But still, like thinking what could have happened if he if he got Earl, like the real Earl too, not. Like the real Earl, like you mentioned, Earl at his best. That would have been something that we wouldn't want to see, <laughs> for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things happen for a reason. Exactly. And Betty Pacquiao is yeah, a believer in faith. And yes. you know what? I think faith got his back. On that one, <laughs> definitely, Johnny. Hey, Johnny, man, thanks for being on the show, my man. Uh, let our listeners know how hey, they can hey, hey, let our listeners know how, know how they can catch you on social media and also how they can catch your latest show. I'm going to try to be on Boxing soon. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, bro. Boxing Music John on Twitter, uh, YouTube, John Signorella. Not Cinderella like the glass slipper. <laughs> I'm going to spell it S-I-G-N-O-R-E-L-L-A. <laughs> John Signorella. And, man, I appreciate you guys having me on all the time, uh, you know, coming through and talking boxing. And, and you guys do a great, great show I want to bring your whole crew in okay, and awesome. uh, have you all on my show. And, you know, uh, I, I think it would just be an excellent, excellent time. And uh, I appreciate you, man. I know what we're going to make that happen. I'm going to talk to the fellas and we'll make sure we have everybody scheduled ready to be on your show. Just, you can let, just let me know what works for you. I told you I'm going to try and make it happen. That's the goal. 100%. And right. I appreciate you having me on. I dude. appreciate you, Johnny. I'll yep. catch you later. All right. All right, my man. All right, thank all right, you. All right. Thank you. Again, and make sure you yep. follow Johnny on Twitter at Boxing Music John. Again, at Boxing Music John. I know that music keeps popping up on me. I don't know how to stop it. All right, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. <laughs>
<laughs> iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, which is Empire Media, and that is at AmpireMedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content. Hey, thank you all for listening to the show with me, Mole, No Will, No Ray. But I think I did a fair job. And what should I say next? Oh, I know. You've been listening to the Urban Sports Saint for ages, you dig? Deuces, hey, Mega. Leave us out, big homie.